And he's right here. Right now. now. Online at thezone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9 The Zone. All right. We got everything we need. We got a rotating Mississippi State helmet. A 12-ounce can of Bob Ross Positive Energy Drink. A studio compliments of Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. A connection via C Spire. And you! <laughs> See, there's more than one way to start the show. Welcome in on this happy hump day, everybody. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Bill is here. Most importantly, like we're here, but most importantly, you are here. Appreciate y'all being here and being a part of the show and tuning in. Did you see this? Tennessee is returning their tickets to Tuscaloosa. (laughs) There's a lot of alliteration in there. So say that with me again really fast. Tennessee returned their tickets to Tuscaloosa. Yep. I sure did. You see that? All right. So let me just frame this up for you the right way. Uh, the factual way. Here, here are the facts. Third Saturday in October. Anybody know what that means? That is the, um, the, the way that the Tennessee Alabama football rivalry has been lovingly referred to over the years. Like, because they always would play it, you know, historically on a third Saturday in October and they'd call it the third Saturday in October and it's a big deal in Alabama, Tennessee. And, of course, uh, over the last decade and change, Alabama has gone one way and Tennessee's gone the other, right? I mean, it just couldn't be really more opposite trajectories over the last 12 years. And uh, so the games themselves are just absolute stinkers and have been just over and over again. I guess you, like you said, I mean, I could look it up here. I guess you'd have to go back to find the last close game. It would be when Kiffin was coaching Tennessee that year. Anywho. There's a story. I mean, we hadn't gotten to the season yet. Tennessee's sending their tickets back to Tuscaloosa. Here's what it says. Just, and this is a release on Twitter from Alabama Athletics. It's official. It's not like a media report. It's official. And they're putting it out saying, hey, get your tickets now. <laughs> it said, just released. Due to visiting team returns, tickets are now on sale. For Alabama's homecoming game against Tennessee on October the 23rd. And, um, I mean, then uh, immediately, like underneath that, you, uh, read some of the comments. And it's like, man, they, they can't even sell the tickets. Nobody who is a Tennessee fan is interested in going to Tuscaloosa to watch this. <laughs> and there they are. You can get tickets right now. If you're an Alabama fan, that tweet from Alabama Athletics, on their official Twitter account, takes you to um, a yeah to an official Alabama website for tickets, and you can get tickets to the Mercer game. You can get tickets to the Ole Miss game. You can even get tickets to the Tennessee game. They've got New Mexico State and Arkansas on there too. Now, interesting. This is interesting to me. That particular Alabama website, it's a university deal, a ticket page, you know. That particular one shows you that two of the games on here for Alabama, Southern Miss and LSU, those two games are sold out. 
and it, uh, accord, you know, through the university. And it said, purchase great seats from other f- fans through our official secondary ticketing partner, StubHub. So in order for you to get, right now, if you want to get a ticket to the Southern Miss Alabama game on September 25th, you can't get them through the official deal. You got to go secondary market StubHub and they'll be marked up. Same thing for the LSU game. But you can, I mean, who would, what's the deal with that? Does anybody know the deal with that? Why would you see, okay, there are a lot of people listening who you are much more experienced at the, the ticket buying process and over the years of why certain tickets would be available and certain wouldn't. Okay. But tell me this. Why would the Alabama game versus Southern Miss be sold out on the Alabama ticket office? And you got to go to StubHub to get tickets. But the Alabama Ole Miss game a week later on October the 2nd isn't sold out. You can get tickets right there. Why would the Southern Miss game in Tuscaloosa be sold out, but the Ole Miss game in there in, in Tuscaloosa isn't? And I mean, really, was it that Southern Miss gets fewer tickets? I mean, that's not it, though, because that's the other team's tickets. It means that, am I to believe by this? That it's telling me that more Alabama fans have bought tickets to the Southern Miss game than they have to the Ole Miss game? That don't make any sense to me. Now, Flowtown Ghost was asking on the uh, Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast, and I get mine at Walmart quite often. Lots of different flavors. Yeah, and I got my hat dirty. Those of y'all looking on the live stream right there, you can see I've got my lime green Country pleasing hat with the red hog on it. And I got some like oil or something off my lawnmower on the bill of my hat. And I won't wash out. I tried to wash it out. Yeah, Matt Daddy, maybe that's it. It's cheaper tickets. Because Flowtown Ghost was asking on the text line if it's homecoming, that Southern Miss game. And Josh had the same question. He says, is the Southern Miss game their homecoming? But as I'm reading this, according to the tweet, the Tennessee game is homecoming. I mean, that's what the tweet from the official at UA underscore athletics on Twitter says, just released due to visiting team returns. Tickets are now on sale for Alabama's homecoming game against Tennessee on October 23rd. So that's not it. Now, the theory that that Matt Daddy brought up was that maybe the tickets are just cheaper to watch Alabama play Southern Miss, and they're more expensive to watch them play Ole Miss. And I would think that they are. Okay, again, uh, I'm not familiar with it. I just know that you click that link on the official Alabama tweet. It takes you uh, to their website, their own ticket website online. And the only two games on here that, that they have sold out are Southern Miss and LSU. All right, so if I click, let's do a little exercise with you here live on the air. Okay, I'm going to click get tickets to the Ole Miss game. The event is October the 2nd. The time of the game is TBA. You know, we don't know, but that's one that is, I mean, just with everything, an Ole Miss will be good, supposed to be good, and if they are, you know, you would think that's a good chance to be a 230 game or something like that. Um, purchase by seat. Okay, let's just do this. Let's go. Let's just go in the corner. See, this is weird. It's saying that there are no seats available on the map. 
None? So like it, so their website's fouled up. Nope, there they are right there. Yeah, the website's fouled up. Either that or it just hasn't adjusted and they just sold them out because it doesn't say that the Ole Miss game is sold out. But when you go to the purchase tickets by seat, you can't find an available part of the stadium. So I think it's a... I think it's a website deal right there. It's telling me that the price of that is seventy-five bucks, and it's in the third level, seventy-five dollars for the third level of the stadium. But like you say, whenever I try my best to find a, a, a seat and like click my own seat and choose my own seat in Bryant Denny Stadium for that game, it does not. It won't give me a section of the stadium as being available. So it's like it's wanting to sell me a ticket for tier three, but I can't choose my own seat. I don't know what that's it. They don't sell standing room tickets to football games, do they? Now, the Tennessee deal, they sent those tickets back, right? And see, when you go to it, there's all kinds of seats on the seating chart on their website available in the upper decks of the end zones. For instance, in that south end zone at Bryant-Denny Stadium, the highest you can go right in the corner section of their end zone for that Tennessee game Section BDSS 13, whatever. Uh, it's $110 a ticket in that section. Matthew? Yes. I had a caller call in and say that the Southern Alabama game? Yeah. That's family weekend. He said that could be the reason it's sold out. They let all the families get tickets. Family weekend. That's what he called it. Family weekend. Okay. Family that weekend. That could be why it's sold out already. Okay, so I wonder what that is though, like, Instead like of the, instead the families of, that have new students there and stuff, you know, and that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so families of students got yeah. first dibs on tickets. First dibs on the tickets. Oh, well, that would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay, but I, again, thank you for that. Whoever you are, and Bill, thanks for giving me that. To pass this along, like I said, you know, it's a little bit misleading. You go to that website, and it's in that tweet from Alabama. They're saying we got tickets back from Tennessee. You click it, and sure enough, you can you can pick your own seat in the upper decks. It says there are tickets available for Ole Miss. You click it, you know, find tickets. But when you look at the seating chart in the stadium, there ain't one section that tells you there are seats available. It always it in every one of them it says it's full. So I think that's misleading on their website right there. But the other two, Southern Miss and LSU, they're telling you you got to go to StubHub if you want to get tickets. You know, the the least expensive ones for that Tennessee game are 110 bucks. See Arkansas. They're hosting Arkansas late November. Yeah, seats available in the end zone upper decks, and those are seventy-five. See, so the tickets for the Tennessee game, the few that they do have on their website in Alabama, are uh, thirty-five dollars more than what they are for this Arkansas game. I don't know. I just found the issue. Okay, so family weekend. We've gotten down to the bottom of it. And that's usually the way it works. I just saw that. You know, the side note on this stuff though is. Kind of back to that whole scheduling thing that rant that I get on most times is, I mean, here we are. I mean, we have gotten to a point where in 2021, we still are under the old scheduling model. That was a carryover from pre-SEC expansion, even before you brought Missouri and Texas A&M to the league. They expanded the divisions, brought the two teams in kept the same rotation and scheduling model that you had before. All of it 
was a result of decision makers saying, we've got two divisions. And Alabama and Tennessee are in opposite divisions. But they have to play each other every year. And I've told you all this before. The reason, the, the reason that you have the scheduling model in SEC football that you have right now, cross, these things, cross-division permanent rivals, uh, the other teams rotate onto your schedule from the other division. Uh, you play each other once every, you know, seven years and you don't go to that opposing stadium for once every 12 years. I mean, it is just, and the reason you have it is because back when this went into, when it was put into place, the belief was even though Alabama's in the West, Tennessee's going to be in the East. They have to play each other every year, the third Saturday in October. It's a game that must happen every year. And then all the decision-making was a result of that. Well, okay, if that's the case, then you, you can't just put one permanent team from across division on Alabama and Tennessee schedule. you got to do it for everybody. Okay, well, let's find us a permanent cross-division rival for everyone then. So that's why we have it. And here we are in 2021. It has gotten to the point where... Tennessee fans don't even care about it. Ain't going. <laughs> it's a big deal. Permanent cross division. And sent the tickets back to Tuscaloosa. Dog tired in Florence texted the show and he said, um, he was telling me a natural way to remove this stain from the bill of my cap. See, it's not on the, the soft part of it. It's on the hard part that's got the fabric over the bill of my country pleasing hat. I got oil on it or something. Uh, Dog Tire says, a natural way to remove the stain on your hat. Baking soda and vinegar. Hey, it's worth a try, huh? What else? I've, you know, I've washed it in the washing machine. That didn't work. Speaking of country pleasing, Jackson Mailman said, I've had many flavors, flavors of the country pleasing sausage, and so far, my favorite is jalapeno and cheddar. I had some this morning on a hot dog bun. Attaboy. I had some this morning for breakfast, too. I just cut it up, threw it in the pan, and, you know, heated it up, ate it for breakfast. Um, now, some comments on the live stream on this subject. Let's get into it real quick, shall we? Um, Sven wished everybody a happy hump day. He's over in Germany. And he says, well, you know, who wants to see another beat down at the hands of the Crimson Tide? And that's kind of where a lot of this goes. And we're talking about Tennessee, and then Jason is in the state of Tennessee. He gave us a hail state from Chattanooga right back at you. Happy Wednesday to you, too, Will. These guys are tuning in and commenting on the YouTube live stream of the show. Uh, we were talking about the Southern Miss thing earlier. Will said, if I had to guess, Southern Miss tickets were cheaper. And they might have been, but Bill had someone call him and tell him it's a family weekend. I didn't know they did that. They, they told us that Alabama has a deal, like I guess, what, one game a year, where the families of students – Get first dibs on tickets, and apparently the Southern Miss weekend is it. Uh, regarding there supposedly being Ole Miss tickets available, that according to that Alabama website, but then I went in there and tried to buy one. It wouldn't let me do it. Uh, Chad said, I avoid watching Ole Miss football at all costs, too. <laughs> um, and then Jason said, you know, unless they're in some kind of package with other games, and that could be it, too, regarding the – you look at that one game, Ole Miss – on the Alabama website, it says it's not sold out. And then you go in there, you can't find the tickets. It may be that they're lumped in with some other 
what what do they call them mini packs it's like you get a certain rate on tickets for three games if you want to go to three instead of going to all seven which um you know would make sense Bobby commented on Facebook and he said most all Alabama games are sold out in advance I'm assuming any seats available are in upper tiers of the end zones and Bobby you're right now and according to the clicking around I did on that website that's what it looked like any that are available we're in those upper decks on the end zones there. And not necessarily bad seats at all, uh, for sure. Yeah, and Jason, you're right. Okay, Jason brought up you know the, the cross-division rivalry thing that we have on the current schedule in the SEC. Here's an example, LSU and Florida. You think about the fact that like Florida and Auburn. Somebody looked this up a couple of years ago. It seems like Florida and Auburn are maybe the two closest schools in proximity in the opposite divisions, that couldn't be right, though, right? Because maybe it's of the ones that are not on each other's schedule because they play Georgia every year, and they would be much closer, I would think. Maybe not. Shoot, I don't know. I have to look it up. But anyway, the point was how close proximity-wise, it's just an easily drivable trip from Gainesville, Florida, to Auburn and vice versa, yet <laughs> they play each other once every seven years, and Florida doesn't go to Auburn or vice versa once every 12 years in the current scheduling rotation. It's just, I don't know how we justified that. Jared said on Facebook, Matt, are you kidding? Tennessee fans don't want an automatic loss in their schedule every year. Well, they don't. It's gotten to that point, but it's, they flat out need to change it, man. It absolutely needs to change. Everybody knows it. You know, so it's just a matter of when. I think it'll happen, like we told you back in the spring, sometime in the next five years. But it can't happen soon enough for me. Really. And this is another example of that. You know, just because something is a tradition over a certain time period in your history, you know, it becomes history, does not mean that you ought to hang on to it and continue it. And, I mean, Tennessee fans are sending you a loud message right there. I don't care about this game. They ain't going. Here, have my tickets. I'm not buying that. We can't sell them. Here, take the tickets back, Tuscaloosa. Sell them to somebody else. I just don't care. And it's a little different on the other side. Alabama's so good. It's such a big following right now. They can sell them you know, tickets on the road. Alabama can sell their tickets to the Tennessee game in Knoxville. But the fact that you know Tennessee fans, new coach this year, is, they can't even sell the tickets to the game. They're not going to Tuscaloosa. And I think that says a lot. All right. Uh, Bulldog 44, country pleasing text line says, has the SEC decided on two divisions or four pods? No, uh, they have not decided. And I don't guess they will or don't have to yet, right? I would, I would think, you know, the comments over the last 48 hours or so, there was a, story out there that somebody interviewed Greg Sankey, commissioner of the SEC, about all of the conference expansion that brought in Texas and Oklahoma recently, and he had some pointed comments about people out here who criticize it and all that, but one thing he did point to, he wouldn't budge on, we've said it clearly, we're looking at a 2025 start to this thing. You and I and everybody else speculated, and still do, that it'll happen before then, but until something happens on the Texas-Oklahoma end, 
the SEC is going, hey, 2025. If it can happen earlier, feel free. Yeah, call us, let us know. But that ain't, we're not planning on it. You know, that sort of thing. YouTube live stream. RLD, Bama fan, said, uh, it ain't our fault Tennessee didn't keep up their end of the bargain. They were traditionally a football powerhouse back in the day. And they were. I mean, you go back to the 90s. The East People forget very easily RLD, but we're old enough to remember that back in the 90s, the Eastern Division was stronger as a whole than the West. Because you had Florida and Tennessee and Georgia over there, but Florida and Tennessee ran the show. They were both winning and competing for national titles. And then it flipped. <clears throat> Which, again, things do that over time. Unnamed Texture said, Does country please and still make that style of hat? I checked the website and they have different ones available, but not the one that you have. You may have to go into the store. This is an older style. And I have some of the newer style ones also. But you may have to go into the store on Highway 49 in Florence at Country Meat Packers. Yeah. Okay, and then getting the stain out, Miko had another idea. He says, a little shout sprayed directly on the spot and a cap full of white vinegar mixed with a cup of water will erase that spot. And he says, I use this on my son's white baseball pants and they always get rave reviews. You know what? I'm open to it. Gonna try it. Jason told me spray WD-40 on it. I don't know if I'm going to do that, Jason. I'm going to try this other thing first, if you don't mind. A little shout spray and some white vinegar. I'll try that first. Lots of texts and comments to get to, and i got some news for you. The NCAA is still bowing its chest up and pretending to investigate people, and I'll give you the latest details on a, another one who's in the supposed crosshairs. That's all coming up. And your texts. Stick around. There's a lot of noise when it comes to 5G. We're 5G. After these messages, we'll be right back. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of 500000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But, look, 
they're right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know, who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is, is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay, and in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer. Inspired. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank. Because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus. We've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than a hundred years. We understand what a farmer needs and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, So kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, and these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking more great sports for you, Mississippi. Online transmission is ready, sir. Live online at thezone1059.com and. Keep your radio turned on. To ESPN 105.9. The Zone. Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Listen, guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo-hoo! 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 Hump day. Yes, sir. You made it to the halfway point of the week. Saw a note in there on Twitter a minute ago that we are 10 days away from watching a little college football. Now, our countdown of 100 teams in 100 days will continue later in the show. And we are counting it down until September the 4th, the first big full like kickoff college football across the country, assuming COVID allows that to happen. Uh, that's what we're counting down to. And so we'll have team number 17. All right, so we're 17 days from that. But there will be games before that, college games 10 days from today. Again, even now in 2021, we're throwing out the 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 qualifier if you know covid numbers allow it to happen depending on where those games are going to happen high school stuff is uh, getting banged all over the place games jamborees schools are going virtual so they're having a hard time with it which is much different than last year and so we'll kind of look run down a list of some of those that have been changed 
coming up here uh, later in the show. All right, some of your texts on the country-pleasing text line regarding using shout spray to get your stains out of your bill of your cap. Sheriff Jim texted and said, my ex-wife tried shouting out stains, and the words she used were offensive. <laughs> it's a different kind of shout. Jim? <laughs> David texted, um, let me say, Matt, awesome really works. I don't know what it'll do because you already have washed it. Awesome is really awesome. It's called awesome. So it's a stain remover called awesome. Yeah, they sell at Dollar Tree. Okay. Well, David, the thing about it is it's called awesome. And your first use of awesome didn't have a capital A. So like reading that was terribly confusing for me. <laughs> but now I get the point and I'll have to look it up. Uh, 100 Grand texted the show. He said, uh, Matt, nothing beats country pleasing sausage, the original flavor. In a potluck with neck bones, corn, sausage, crawfish, corn, sausage, shrimp, the original is the best when it comes to that. Yeah. And I, I just bought some of the original smoked sausage. I'm going to start eating on it. <clears throat> kind of just want to go back to it. It is some kind of good. You're right. You can't beat it for multi-use, eating it, cooking with it, all that. Now, regarding Tennessee sending tickets back to Alabama, Dog Tired in Florence said, Matt, do you think this Tennessee deal is the first tangible evidence of Bama fatigue. And then he goes, uh, isn't Kentucky, Mississippi State, the permanent opponent? Nobody's driving 11 hours for that game. Ole Miss and Vandy, more reasonable drive, just saying. Yeah. Um, I actually don't think it's the first tangible evidence of Bama fatigue. I think some of the first evidence of that is some of this well, if you just want an honest opinion, some of this, like, went to a four-team, you had two, you went to a four-team playoff. And then you get tired of that, and enough, we're going to talk about going to a more team playoff, you know, whatever it is, 12, and now that's getting put on hold and all those kinds of things. I think, actually, those are the first signs. And, you know, signs, ramifications, results, are also television audience. Um, Alabama fans, I've, I've found whenever I bring that up, a lot of times they'll argue with me because there are other reasons. And particularly last year, you know, a lot of audiences sagged overall. COVID just had an effect on everybody in every way. And that's totally understandable. But it fell in line with even before COVID, you know, some viewership sagging for the national title game. Um, there was a lot of interest for regular season stuff, a lot of interest for like those first playoff games, and then you compare it to past national championship matchups and everything, it's just a, a, a steady little sagging, little decline, and people just kind of going, ah. Uh, you know, so those are signs of it. That's not even major, but, yeah, I'd say it falls in line with all the other stuff. That's just my opinion. Kenny, don't call me Ken, said, please explain the hype around a quarterback who threw six interceptions in one game. Well, I mean, if you're talking about Matt Corral uh, at Ole Miss, you know, he had two bad games last year. That's it, you know, right? Had a bad game at Arkansas, bad game at LSU, and that was it. Um, he did, outside of that, make this just tremendous jump from what he was before and what he had done before in you know, his playing time 
to what he did playing for Kiffin and for that offense. And, um, I mean, so that's part of it. Um, you know, he throws the deep ball as good as anybody in the country. And he had some guys that could go get it, obviously. And I think he still does. You know, you're going to play without Moore and Yaboa. A couple of guys are getting more than a decent shot in the NFL now. They're pretty good. Certainly more high draft pick. But throws a deep ball really well. Exciting. They know how to use him. He was experienced. You know, they had the benefit of he had experience already when they came in. They kind of built it around him. Kiffin has been great at being sort of a Swiss Army Knife coach in his career. You talk about Swiss Army Knife players, but he's been great at being a Swiss Army Knife coach and build it around a guy. But they had a lot of ex- experience back, not necessarily like a ton of stats and hype and all last year, but they had a got- bunch of guys that had played football for him and then the experience at quarterback. Not every team that made a coaching change had that. And so they used it to their advantage. And um, he just really you know, exploded in productivity. He's a good athlete. He's tough. Um, there was a deep ball well. So you say hype. I mean, that's, that's what it is, but you have to understand too, those people inside football buildings, they understand what hype is also. Hype's not necessarily a bad thing unless it goes to your head in some kind of way and has a negative effect on you. Other than that, it's just hype, you know, and it'll last about as long and uh, until your next ball game. Players understand that. Coaches understand that. Sometimes as fans, we don't. But we need to understand that. But you go, I mean, just like you don't, just like you don't, you know, elevate your opinion. When you're an evaluator and you're looking at all kinds of other stuff other than just stats, but you're looking at everything that goes along with it, whether it be size, strength, ability, speed, you know, the mental part of it, uh, work ethic and potential. You look at all those things other than just stats. You're as a scout, you're not going out here and elevating one player way up to the top of your charts because of one good ball game. By the same token, you're not bottoming out a guy to the bottom of your scouting charts because of one or two bad ball games. So the truth is always somewhere in the middle on that stuff. Scott texted, he said, we were talking about Auburn in Florida. Gainesville is 15 miles closer to Auburn than Athens. And I remember that. Scott said, you know, back in the 90s, they played Georgia and Florida every year um, until they went to 12 games. That's right, because, you know, back then you had an 11-game schedule. And, man, there were some fantastic Auburn and Florida ball games. Trying to think, what was that one where, well, heck, Scott, you were on that Auburn team when – it was what in Gainesville ninety three or four? It's four. It was ninety four when Pat Nix threw that touchdown to Frank Sanders at the end of the ball game. He went sky high, caught it in the end zone to go ahead. It was a back and forth ball game, both teams scoring. That was an unbelievable game. I'd, I'd like to be able to go back and watch it. Yeah, ninety four. Used to have some real knockdown dragouts, and it is. It's a shame that those two schools, for instance. They're not playing each other any more often than they have over the last 10 to 15 to 20 years since the new scheduling model came out or rotation came out. It's just a shame. I mean, that's what you chalk it up to. It's a shame. Uh, Whether this is a shame or not, I don't know, but it's news. I'll pass it along to you. Nebraska football is under investigation by the NCAA. 
They are the subject of an NCAA investigation, have been for months, according to a source close to the Nebraska Athletics Department. The Athletic is reporting this. Now, head coach Scott Frost also reportedly under investigation for his role in the violations. Athletic director at Nebraska, Trev Alberts, put out a statement. The University of Nebraska Athletic Department has been working collaboratively with the NCAA to review a matter concerning our football program. We appreciate the dialogue we've had with the NCAA and cannot comment further on specifics of the matter. All right. So, apparently, there is a dispute that's, uh, and what it is is over part of it that involves Frost is they dispute whether or not the workouts, the team organized activities they did like away from the facility during the COVID lockdown, whether it violated the policies they had or not. I mean, so there's a little back and forth on that. So that's one thing they may be in trouble is getting together, having some group practices and those kinds of things when they were supposed to be locked down or whatever, you know, distance back there. But there's some other stuff in that investigation going on, too. And things haven't gone all that great for Nebraska since hiring Scott Frost. Not bad, but hadn't been what they maybe thought it would be. Maybe interesting timing there. So anyway, just something to keep an eye on. As NCAA investigations go, just ask LSU. They're really not that much to worry about, frankly. I mean, until we see otherwise. All right, lots of texts and comments to get to. I'm going to do it. And we'll hit team number 17 on our countdown. Coming up next in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. There's a lot of noise when it comes to 5G. We are five. After these messages, we'll be right back. Arrive today. Genes do come true. Thank you, Blue Delta. Yeah, jeans do come true. That's what the bag says. Blue Delta jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi, my hometown. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit, design a gene, and before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code MattWyatt, all lowercase. Again, that's if you listen to me, you can use discount code MattWyatt, all lowercase, and at checkout, you're going to get a 10% discount off your order. So I just went online, ordered them, uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com, a couple weeks ago. Went in. I didn't go get measured. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are at my doorstep a couple weeks later. Nice. That blue delta. Nice. I'm happy. (laughs) I've known the Blue Delta team for years, and I'm thrilled to have these guys on as a sponsor of this show. Blue Delta's Virtual Tailor is a fun and easy way to get yourself into the best fitting pair of jeans you're ever going to own. But you never 
Thought you'd get a butt shot out of me, huh? How about that? Just answer the questions, and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, bluedeltajeans.com, answer the questions. It's amazing how they do it. They will fit perfectly. You're not going to find better material and better feeling pants, period. Anywhere, bluedeltajeans.com. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. I promise you that, and I know that you are going to love them too. Make sure you use the code. And remember, jeans do come true. After these messages, we'll be right back. Let me tell you about an ice cream candy beat. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 meadow smooth. Freeze meadow go. Go to your ice cream man today and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, meadow, meadow smooth. Freeze meadow gold. And remember, folks, meadow gold is mighty good. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious. No other instant pudding is quite the same. Stock your shelves with all seven flavors. The good, good busy day dessert. Jell-O Instant Pudding. All right. Boy, it doesn't take much. With some people, boy, it doesn't take much. All I, I mean, it was almost a throwaway comment. The story was about Nebraska. <laughs> That's the story. The story is, and it's out there today, Nebraska football under investigation. Um, it, apparently, there's some other things they did, but... I don't know if it was, uh, you know, benefits related at all, but I know that there was some practicing going on ahead of last year when they were supposed to be like, I don't know, lockdown, distancing, shutdown for COVID, whatever. Um, practice violations occurred. Let's see. And other assistants. Frost told reporters today that any workouts held by the Cornhuskers were approved by his superiors. In June, Athletic Director Bill Moose unexpectedly announced his retirement. This guy that was hired as his replacement came on in July. And, okay, so this is it's it's iffy. Okay, that's the story. It was Nebraska. And then I threw the comment in there. I said, but you know. Recently, here we are. I think we've, we're starting to learn that NCAA investigations aren't what they used to be. There really ain't a whole lot to worry about. Just look at LSU. That's all I said. That's all I said. And I'm telling you, we hadn't heard from Tiger David on the Country Please and Text Line in months. And he immediately, I mean, he had to have been almost waiting for me to say it, to have sent it as quickly as he said it. He texted, stop hating on LSU. <laughs> it's just, boom, that quick. Well, if that's hating, I truly am 
apologetic. I didn't know that mentioning a little bitty teeny tiny fact was hating on LSU. But I will say, Tiger David, I don't know your age, and you may just be joking. But I will say, and, and you all will agree with this, that is the mindset of like the younger generation out there today. That's the mindset. Whether it's true or not, doesn't matter. <laughs> it hurts their feelings. Therefore, you hate them. You must hate them. It's like, you know, some people say, okay, hey, you need to get off your lazy butt and get a job. Because in the long run, it'd be good for you to do that. Uh, why, why do you hate me? Why would you say something like that? You must hate me. See, okay, that's here we go. That's where we live now. Uh, Will said on Facebook, he said, you ask LSU. He said, ask North Carolina, 30 years of academic fraud. Ask Miami, 10 years of Pell Grant fraud. Ask Baylor, proven facts of institutional cover-up sexual assault. In every instance, NCAA, nothing to see here. And we can certainly find plenty of those. Can't we? Oh, yeah, they're all over the place. What do we have? All right. Country, please, and text line. Somebody said regarding Matt Corral, they wanted me to explain why there's so much hype around a guy that threw six interceptions in one game. Well, dog tired in Florence said Lamar Jackson threw five interceptions against Mississippi State in that bowl game. That's right. And State beat him and it didn't hurt his wallet. Went on and won an MVP, right? Starter for the Baltimore Ravens. Just got COVID for the second time. Still not sure if he's getting a vaccine. <laughs> True story. Everything I said is true. I must hate him too, huh? Hunt Tiger David must hate him. Kenny said that I ought to take this hat with the stain on it into the shower with me, soap it down, scrub it with an old toothbrush, and then hang it up to dry. Kenny, thanks for that. What troll tied say here? Now, Tiger David, I'll give you this. Troll tied on the country pleasing text line probably really does hate you and LSU. He said, when I die, I want to be reincarnated as LSU because they're apparently carefree and bulletproof. <laughs> um, Scott, who played for Auburn in the mid-90s, remembers that game I mentioned, the 94 Auburn versus Florida game. They were ranked uh, number one in the nation. We knocked them off. That's when Terry Dean threw four picks. They brought in Danny Werfel, and Dean never returned as the starter for that year. They were favored in that game by 21 points. I, I remember that Auburn offense. Toss sweep to Stephen Davis to the right. Toss sweep Stephen Davis to the left. And then throw it to Frank Sanders. That's very much oversimplifying it. Jonathan, yes. In fact, yes. Will Wade is still coaching basketball at LSU. And uh, mailman David said, Regarding NCAA stuff, he said, you can ask all those others, just don't ask an old Miss fan. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point there. They saw one they could pick on, and they sure enough did it in that instance. But uh, water under the bridge, right, David? Isn't, isn't that right? Water under the bridge. All right, let's do it. Bill, team number 17. 100 teams. 100 teams. Team number 17. On the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days, 
is one of my all-time favorite fight songs. If you don't like this, what's wrong with you? Sing along, it's on Wisconsin. They are really good. The band at Wisconsin at Camp Randall can flat out go. Love it. My friend Will Colmeyer. I hope he's listening. Some of y'all that know Will, send him a text and tell him I played the Wisconsin fight song for him on the radio. He'll love it. He'll love it. All right. Um, seventh year head coach Paul Christ. He is 56 and 19 at Wisconsin. They went four and three last year. Nine starters back on offense. You know, they only played seven games. Six of them were regular season games. They beat Illinois and Michigan to start the year. Lost then three in a row. Northwestern, Indiana, and Iowa could not score. They scored 45 and 49 in the first two, then went 7, 6, and 7 in the three losses, finished with an overtime win over Minnesota, and beat Wake Forest in the Mayo Bowl. Don't ask me. I don't know where. It's just called the Mayo Bowl. And they beat uh, them in there. They're going to start, Wisconsin's going to start the season in 17 days on September the 4th. They will host Penn State. Also put this one on your calendar. On September 25th, they will play Notre Dame in Chicago. And Wisconsin versus Notre Dame in Chicago on September 25th. That ought to be a lot of fun. Famous Wisconsin alums. Bill, does anything jump well, out? Well, yeah. Lucky Lindy. Charles Lindbergh went to school there. Okay. Jim Lovell, who's an astronaut. Frank Lloyd Wright went uh. to school there. Jane Kazmierig. You remember who that lady is? No, I don't. She was the mom and Malcolm in the Middle. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. John, uh, Joan Cusack, who's an actress also. Russell Wilson from the yeah. Seahawks. Right. School there. Started, Eudora, started his Eudora. career at uh, NC State and then went to Wisconsin. Yeah, yep. That's right. Eudora Welty went to school there. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. And J.J. Watt and T.J. Watt both mm-hmm. went to school there. And this guy. That would be Boss Skaggs. Okay. <laughs> all right. You know that song, don't you? I sort of do, yeah. I sort of do, yeah. The Lido Show. Went to the University of Wisconsin. Yes, he did. Hey, so um, one of my teammates in college, he was a quarterback ahead of me named Derek Tate. Derek played his high school ball at Moss Point High School. Mm-hmm. And, and Derek was pretty heavily recruited and, you know, became a starter at Mississippi State in 93, was the starter in 93, I think. Wait, I know he was the starter in 94, right? Yeah, okay, I, I'm off. Derek became the starter in 94, starter in 95, and then he started in 96, and I started a couple of games that year, I think. I played most of them anyway, but anyway, that's Derek Tate. Y'all remember him, quarterback. From Moss Point. He told me a story that during recruiting, he was heavily recruited by Wisconsin. 
and they brought him in there. Big deal, you know, they really wanted to sign him. And they got snowed in, okay, on his recruiting. Now, this is a kid from Moss Point, Mississippi. He's on a visit to Wisconsin. They get snowed in. They had to stay there like three extra days beyond what they were supposed to be there because they couldn't get out and get home. So instead of being there for three days, he was there for like six. He said, and that was it. The end. Told him. <laughs> Ain't coming. <laughs> Ain't Lots of dairy products, don't you know? Oh, yeah, plenty. I think I've... <laughs> Have you ever ridden through there? It's like a dairy farm a minute. Oh, yeah. All over the place. Fantastic fight song, though. I'm bringing that one back up on the show at some point today just because I want to hear it again. There you go. Along with JSU. Yeah, we'll get the boom in there, too. There's a tease for you. If for no other reason, stick around to hear the sonic boom. All right, that'll wrap up Hour 1 with you here today on this Wednesday. That means Hour 2... In the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio is right around the corner. Stick around. So I threw you with that boss gang. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of 500000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. After these messages, we'll be right back. We are about to have a fire and cook some sausage. A country-pleasing sausage is outstanding. Whether you cook it over a fire or in the house, cook some of this right here. It's green onion flavor. You see that? But this right here is my favorite, the maple flavor. And this is great for breakfast. It's awesome cooking it in the house because it makes the whole house smell good. Oh, yeah. Let's eat Country Pleasing Sausage, the best, hands down. If you go to countrypleasing.com, you can actually order this and deliver it to your house. Country Pleasing Sausage, hands down, the best. Trust me. Divinity Equipment, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, Highway 51 in Madison. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But, look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on, if, you know, who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer. Inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code MattWyatt, all lowercase, uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Just answered the questions, and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, BlueDeltaJeans.com, answer the questions, use this code, use the code, you're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn, and I know that you are going to love them too. WRKS Pickens Jackson. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Online at thezone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9 The Zone. All right, back with you. Here we go. Hour number two rolling along with you here today on the radio, on the live stream, on the on-demand replay, on the podcast. I'm in your face, (laughs) unfortunately. That's the way this works. Thanks for tuning in, being part of the show. Lots of ways for you to do that. You can comment on that aforementioned live stream. You can text the show on the Country Pleasing text line at 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Or call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059-601-995-1059. Five nine. Now, Nebraska is in trouble, allegedly, with the NCAA. Now, Matt, come on now. Be a pro. Giggle at that. It's not funny. <laughs> I can't help it. I've seen too much. <laughs> I've lived too long, Dad Gummit. The death penalty. SMU is the only one that's ever gotten it. They got a pretty good football team now. You realize that? Okay. It's extreme example. <laughs> Most people, when I say that, Nebraska is in trouble with NCAA enforcement. They go, <laughs> okay, but it's a story. And I want to get the details on this. And I, I saw it earlier. They're being investigated. The first thing that I read said that it was something about Scott Frost orchestrated the team practicing away from the facility or something gathering when they were supposed to stay away from each other during COVID lockdown and stuff last year. Well, and then Fletcher texted me on the country pleasing text line and was telling me that what coach Rick Neuheisel is saying on his radio show is that he thinks Nebraska is kind of wanting to look at maybe getting rid of Scott Frost with cause and not having to pay this $20 million buyout at the end of the season. Okay. Because now I'm remembering too, Fletcher. Yeah. It said something about the misuse of analysts on the coaching staff. Okay. Fletcher texted and said, Nebraska said it has video evidence of football analysts being used improperly. News, New said everyone does it, mainly Alabama. This is a joke. For example, he said like helping coach players on the practice field. All right, I can give you a little bit of insight to that. 
Who? Let me let me ask you all a question. Let's just say a team is practicing their practice fields, right? On their practice fields, and let's just say it even is open to the media. It's open to the media. They they keep them away from the team. They're down on one end or something. You know, some teams keep it open. Some teams keep it closed. And whether the media is there or not is totally inconsequential here. Well, you're talking about hundreds of people running around like busy little ants, just going everywhere. So, you know, anybody who's ever gone to one of these practices will tell you it's kind of hard from any distance at all to even tell who's who out there. All the coaches are kind of dressed alike to a degree. Same color stuff, you know, from day to day. They're all from a distance about the same size, coaches are. And there's managers and training staff, and they're they're all dressed alike. And it's just, there's people everywhere. Of course, and you can pick out the players. They're the easiest ones to differentiate because they have on pads and helmets and uniforms and numbers. But everybody else is just staff everywhere hundreds of people literally <laughs> that are all you know pretty much you know homogenous from a distance well rick newhausel is correct every college football program in america has a quote unquote analyst or two who's out here helping from time to time and the only single solitary person who puts a stop to it or whatever is when the the on-campus or on-staff compliance employee, com, the compl- director of compliance. In other words, this is the person who is not a Nebraska guy. It's like a, he's not a Cornhusker lifelong. He's kind of there as a go-between Nebraska and the NCAA. He's like an on-campus NCAA sort of compliance representative is basically what he is. And his job is, hey, man, if we go willy-nilly and start breaking all these rules, I'm going to call it out. So that's my job. I'm going to call it out and show everybody you ain't supposed to do this. (laughs) Well, so at Nebraska and every other school in the country, compliance guy goes walking out to practice. These quote-unquote analysts who've been over here helping with this drill and Watching that drill, what do they do? They they back away. They get away from it. They just stand over there and watch. If the compliance guy walks back to his car, they go back to coaching. <laughs> I'm just saying, and and Coach Newhouse is 100% correct. So, do you honestly think the NCAA itself cares about that? No! Can the NCAA police it, or anything for that matter? No. So if that's an issue, it's coming from Nebraska. If it gets public, who wants it public? Nebraska. If it gets investigated, who wants it investigated? Nebraska. If it gets turned in, it's a secondary thing. It ain't even a major violation. If it gets turned in, who wants it turned in? Nebraska. That's the way that works. It's all facts. All right, so what does it say here? Namely, the NCAA is looking into the improper use of analysts and consultants during practices and games. (laughs) Hey, listen. (laughs) Do y'all remember a few years ago, 
the flip out. This was when Hugh Freeze was coaching at Ole Miss and they had Alabama's number. And there was, I'm pretty sure that's when it was. And there was a, a, a game that Ole Miss was playing at Alabama and there was a, on TV, live television, the TV broadcast cut to the Alabama coaching booth. <laughs> Do y'all remember this? And there were like 15 people crammed into that coaching booth and several of them up there with binoculars <laughs> watching the field. And was, they ain't supposed to have but nine assistant coaches, right? You have 10 on-field coaches, including the head coach. Don't I have that right? Or is it 10 and the head coach? Regardless, they have way more than that in one booth during a ball game. They had nine guys with binoculars. <laughs> Maybe I'm exaggerating on the number of pairs of binoculars, but I'm not exaggerating on the number of people. <laughs> and it caused a little bit of a stink and sort of real sneaky, real not sneaky, but just sort of, hey, we got it. The next week you heard uh, a mandate has gone out to all teams in the SEC to make sure that uh, we abide by the rules of the number of people that are supposed to be in the coaching booth on game day. Okay, uh, next. What's next? Nothing to see here. <clears throat> A source familiar with the proceedings uh, told CBS Sports the violations don't appear to be level one. The most egregious is in the NCAA's eyes is level one. Analysts on staff are not permitted on the field during practices, nor on the sideline during games. However, there's been no appetite among NCAA programs to limit the number of support personnel in recent years. <laughs> what a way to word that sentence. Are you kidding me? I mean, that is, who wrote this? Who wrote this? Dennis Dodd. What a way to, you talk about some phrasing right there. However, there has been no appetite among NCAA programs to limit the number of support personnel in recent years. Nebraska's situation compared to that of Kansas, they are facing level two and level three football violations under former coach, statement, so on and so forth. Yeah. So it's true. Look, if that is an issue, it's because Nebraska has an issue with it, frankly, not the NCAA. And that's just a fact on it. So Fletcher, thank you for sending that. Appreciate it very much. Um, Mike on the live stream on YouTube says uh, Nebraska was in trouble before with the NCAA. When was that? And who was that? It wasn't Osborne. They didn't get an NCAA issue when Tom Osborne was a coach there, right? Will said, I'm thinking the same thing. It's Nebraska turning over all this dirt to the NCAA to dump frost. I think you're probably right about that. And then on top of it, right, Will, I mean, on top of this, you had Bill Moose, the Nebraska AD who hired Scott Frost. He just it's like, hey, I'm see y'all later in June. Gone. Now, new guy is overseeing this. Yeah. I'm with you. Dog Tired in Florence says Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are good friends. Bill is at the pro level of spying. His Nicholas, his buddy Nicholas followed suit. 
Well, who? But dog tired. Who said anything about Nick Saban spying? Oh, oh, the guy with the. I got you. The guy with the binoculars right, during a ball game. Yeah, but the Patriots deal wasn't that. Wasn't that filming another team's practice and watching it? You know, in NASCAR, what is it? Rubbing is racing. And in football, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Right? Is that what it is? Okay. I got you. Uh, Let me ask you all a totally unrelated question here. What should the Washington football team's new name be? What should it be? I'll take, while you think about that for two and a half seconds, I'm going to take a sip of hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. Glow, glow, glow. Glow, 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 glow. <laughs> Perfect. Go down smooth. <laughs> yep. Perfect. If y'all don't think Bill's a radio pro, just listen closely. Okay, just listen closely. Now, Kyle says uh, facetiously on the country pleasing text line, they ought to be the Washington Caucasians. <laughs> okay, I realize you're joking. All kinds of names have been kicked around. They used to be the Redskins. They're not anymore. I'm kind of fond of the Washington football team's color scheme, don't you know, whatever that sort of burgundy and this yellow gold and all, oh, it's cool. It's cool. It's very recognizable. Should they, you could have one debate this way. You could go, should they stay what they are, Washington football team, or should they come up with some nickname and then see if you can brand it and get it accepted? And everybody, everything gets branded after eight, nine years of something, you know, it's just good or bad. Uh, so it will happen. People get used to stuff. There have been all kinds of names kicked around out there. The reason it came up again today is because the Washington football team themselves put out a video on their YouTube channel that was sort of there having fun. It was it was it was very well done, high production quality with the team president, some other elements involved, uh, some really funny stuff where they had some diehard fans of theirs to be a part of this, where they brought them in the stadium, sat them down, put a mic on them, and filmed them as they flashed the different name options on a video board up in the stadium, and they kind of filmed their reaction and some kids, and it was really funny and well done. But at the end of the video, it says, okay, well, we have narrowed it down to three options. And when he said that, I'm watching this video this morning, I'm going, this is interesting. We're going to get the final three options. And doggone if they didn't bleep it out or, or blur it out. So they, I watched this three or four minute video. I get to the end thinking I'm going to see what they've narrowed it down to, the final three choices for their new team nickname and mascot. And then they, all they did was tease me <laughs> that, hey, we have narrowed it down to three. You could see in the video they shared it with the head coach, got his reaction on one of them. But they didn't let us hear what the options were. So I was a little bit bummed by that. But it, it at least gave me hope that in the coming days, maybe we're going to see what they've narrowed it down to. Um, now, when they showed the video and they showed fans in the stands sitting there 
looking at these potential names glanced up on the screen on the video board and then getting their reactions to them. The ones that I know were in the video, it was maybe five or six different names, where I saw Defenders, I saw Guardians, Presidents, uh, Red well, Wolves. Do, do what? Let's, let's not do the Presidents. Okay, don't do the Washington Presidents. Okay, but that was one that they put up on the video board for the fans. In this video, anyway, I saw Red Wolves, I saw Red Hogs. Because, like, I remember one guy who was all dressed up in team garb said, I don't like the red part, but I do like the hogs. Okay, you know, I remember his reaction. And it seems like maybe Warriors was in there also. And then one option that they asked the fans about was, you know, what about just Washington football team staying where it is? Now, I, again, I have no way of knowing if the three finalists came out of those particular names or not. But that's three that were in the official video. They knew You knew they ran those by some people and ran them by their fans to get their reaction. <laughs> These are all the names that were kicked around by the team initially. The Americans. In, in alphabetical order. The Aces. The Ambassadors, the Anchors, the Archers, Armada. As a matter of fact, Armada was one of those on the fan video. Aviators, uh, Beacons, Belters, Brigade, Commanders, Defenders, Demon Cats, Football Team, Griffins, Guardians, Griffins, I'm not kidding you. Icons, Majors, Monarchs, Pilots, Presidents, Razorbacks, Red Tails, Red Wolves, Red Hogs, Renegades, Riders, Rising, Royals, Rubies, Swifts, Warriors, Wayfarers, <laughs> and Wild Hogs. All right. I'll get to your reactions. Let's start on the phone line. Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. It means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else. Phone lines are absolutely slam full. We'll start with Iris on line one. What's up, Iris? Well, I wanted to tell you about this spot cleaner that I use. Oh, yeah, for the bill of my it's cap. from Napa Auto Parts, and it's called Super Clean. Okay. It's a purple work bag, a box, a jar thing. Okay. And um, I'm telling you, you can spray it on anything, just about even mustard. Really? <laughs> spray it on there. Oh, yeah. Okay. On fabric. Doesn't hurt it. I, what I do is spray it on there, put a little Tide on it, rub it just three or four times, and throw it in the washer. Okay. And, I mean, it, it will take spots, grease, oil, kitchen stuff, you know, just, and it's just a, And it's a, it's a product I, that's made for cars, I guess. I suppose it is. Yeah, yes. if you're getting it at AutoZone. Because you get it at Napa Auto. Oh, at Napa. Napa. Yeah, Napa okay. Auto. Okay, and you said it's called Super Clean, and it comes in a purple squirt Oops. bottle. Right. All right. Right. Iris, thank you so much. I'll check it out. Yeah, I got this. Not, I got my favorite country pleasing hat, and I got oil on the billet cap there. I got to get that out. She sounds like she knows what she's talking about. I think she's talking from experience. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Iris. Try that one. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, if you can just squirt it on there. Okay, Chris on line two. Chris, what's up? First thing is, just to 
piggyback off of that call, you can get that super clean just about anywhere. Walmart, anywhere. It sells a degreaser. That's all that is, is a degreaser. Degreaser. You remember right. that stuff that come out? You remember that stuff that come out in the past that's called Purple Power? Yes. It's about the same stuff. About the same stuff. Okay. Okay, so, um, so, all right, everybody knows I'm a Cowboy fan and I do not like the Washington team because they are one of my rivals. Um, I think they ought to name the team the 73ers. That's just my opinion. It may sound weird, but hey, mm. if you get to looking, they're the only team that's ever lost 73 to nothing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> While it's funny, there's no chance. You do realize that, huh? Oh, I know that. I mean, I was just taking a dig. <laughs> well, you got to take a dig. You got to get them I mean, in while you, you can. 70, right. but, but if you lose seventy three to nothing, you ought to take pride in that. <laughs> mm. But anyway, um, the other thing I was talking about, I think it's uh, was it was it Bulldog Bully or True Maroon that went fishing with his son? Oh, that was more bully. More bully, more bully. I was wrong with both of them. Yep. Okay, so more bully called Chris and he was talking to Chris about cooking it and stuff like that. I wanna, I wanna ask you a question. I know you love to fish. First thing is, do you like freshwater fish or saltwater fish better? Well. Don't answer. Don't answer, okay. Don't answer yet. Right. Okay. And then if you do, whichever one you like the best, how do you cook it? Because yeah. I told Chris, the best way to cook saltwater fish, any kind of saltwater fish, my favorite shark, um, you put it in Italian dressing, marinate it overnight, throw it out there on either one of the grill boards or one of those things that you put that's got holes in it, the aluminum pan that's got holes in it. Yep. Cook it on there for 15 to 20 minutes. And then if you want grill marks on it, take it and throw it on the grill for five to 10 minutes. But I told Chris, and you will know this already, you can't just throw fish slap on no. a hot grill because mm-hmm. it'll fall all to pieces. Yeah, tear up. You gotta do, you gotta get it cooked. You gotta get it cooked a little before you throw it on there. But anyway. Well, I'm with you, Chris. I, I would tell you that I've had, um, some buddies of mine used to go down, they'd come back with all coolers full of fish, a snapper and grouper, right. and they would cook it. And that's all they did. They'd leave it in the refrigerator in a bag filled with Italian salad dressing all night long and then cook it for us the next day. So I would tell you that. My favorite to eat is probably the saltwater fish that I've had other, that other people have, you know, cooked for me. My favorite yeah. to catch, if we just talk about fishing, is definitely freshwater. I, I don't have a whole lot of interest in myself in saltwater fishing. I'd much rather fish in freshwater. And as far as that, All right, man. The, the best freshwater fish, the most common is crappie, but sauger is the best tasting freshwater game fish you've ever put in your mouth. But you got to go to great lengths. Be pretty tough to battle the elements in the winter to catch them. But trust me, make your tongue slap your hat off. Y'all stick around. There's a lot of noise. Right? After these messages, we'll be right back. Better buy bird's Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can serve it in a minute. Thrifty, it will save you money. Orchard fresh and delicious. Better buy bird's eye. Better buy, better buy, better buy bird's eye. Now, if you know your oats and want to feel your oats, 
and taste how good an oat cereal can be, well, you'll go for Cheerios. Great way to start the day with really great eating. That's Cheerios, one of the few foods made from oats. The tasty cereal grain everyone should have at breakfast. Crisp and golden, as only a toasted oat cereal can be. And nourishing? Why, a Cheerios breakfast gives you the power protein that grown-ups need to help stay in trim and youngsters need to grow on. Toasted oat goodness, toasted oat flavor, a delicious power breakfast. That's Cheerios. Let me tell you about an ice cream can't be beat. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 meadow smooth. Freeze meadow gold. Go to your ice cream man today and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, meadow, meadow smooth. Freeze meadow gold. And remember, folks, meadow gold is mighty good. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious... No other instant pudding is quite the same. Stock your shelves with all seven flavors. The good, good, busy day dessert. Jell-O instant pudding. Uh, what should they be? See, Pat on the uh, Country Pleasing text line said that they ought to be the Washington senators or generals. But am, which one of those is the one that the Harlem Globetrotters always beat up on? The senators are gen- no the generals. I'm sorry, the generals. Okay, they're the generals because the Washington. But you know, the baseball team in Washington used to be called the senators. Right, the one that moved. Okay, they were the Washington senators, and are they the one that moved Montreal to Montreal? Became the Expos, and then when they came back to Washington, the Expos then became the Nationals. Okay, so there's, I think those are used up. Denzel texted, and he said they honestly should go with Washington Sentinels. See, that's uncomfortable for me because I don't know if I should say Sentinels or Sentinels. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. And, you know, I guess that's a, a product of being on the radio. You're always wondering, okay, how do you say something? Right? So... Somebody's sending me one that's a word. I don't even know what it is, so I'm not going to try it. Now, this is unrelated to that. Miko, it's a question. Isn't it fair to say that Nick Saban recruits and signs the top Mississippi kids to keep them from going to state schools and presenting a chance to beat him? What's your opinion, Matt? Hmm. You know, I hope not. I... You know, Miko, it's like in that world, in that competitive world, anything is possible. You know, I, and I don't know, I, you know, I'm not classifying guys. I kind of have generally found that you know, in the coaching profession, my opinion is there are a lot of people that are on one end of the spectrum or the other that are really, really fine, fine people, good people. And then 
you find a whole lot that really aren't good people. Like there ain't a whole lot of in between. <laughs> um, and so I guess it's possible that, you know, somebody like that, maybe they would go, look, oh, well, our roster's full. We can only sign 25, but sure, let's use a spot or two to sign somebody just so somebody else won't get them because they're going to come here and probably not make it, but at least they don't play against us. You know, well, maybe it's possible. But I have a hard time letting myself go down that path just because two things. First of all, I want to believe that any head coach, at, especially at this level, at the SEC, SEC level, that any head coach is responsible enough to only try to sign players who have a chance to play for them or who they think can have a chance to play for them. It's not about because to you know, in order to be able to you know, sign someone with the only intention to be able to keep them out of somebody else's hands, that's a very selfish thing. And not you couldn't be really more selfish as a coach. So I kind of just choose to believe they don't do that. And then the other thing is too, you know, they're protecting their own roster. Like I said, you only get twenty five. No, I, I I get there's an argument that's already too many. Eighty five is too many to be cut down. All those things. But, um, you know, you still only have 25 signees in every signing class. And I, I, even if I'm Nick Saban and I already have the best roster in college football and it's not really close, I still don't know that I would, I, I just wouldn't want to, you know, use a coveted sign, you know, spot in a signing class just to keep somebody away from somebody else. I don't think they need to do that. So I'm going to lean towards no. You never say never because you just don't know. I mean, just about anything can happen these days, uh, for sure. Who was it? Uh, Nicholas on YouTube said they ought to be the Washington legislators. I just wish I knew what those three finalists that they narrowed it down to are. I really wish I knew. But I don't know. I guess we'll find out soon enough. I do know that one of them, whatever that one was... I don't know what it was. You could see in the video, even though they, they blurred it out so you couldn't read the lips of the team president, they were just sitting around in the office, and he was revealing them to their head, head football coach. And um, the coach went, oh, now I really like, and it went, Poo, you know, and, blurred, and the guy responded, hey, I really like that one too. <laughs> so, yeah. I just wish I knew what it is. They're going to come up with something. And it'll be uh, mixed reviews, and it'll be 50-50. Somebody will really like it, and somebody will really hate it, and they'll go with it. And after about three years, we'll all forget and just move on, and won't be any big deal at all. Kind of like we now we just accept the Washington Nationals. I remember when that came along, we're like, no. Man, the Expos were much cooler, and their uniforms were better. This stinks. Well, now we just accept it and move on. Everything just settles in. And that'll happen with this, too, whatever they finally Go with. May I give you one more piece of NFL information? Hey, I did a little bit of, I did a little bit of research. <laughs> In other words, when I do research, it's looking it up online, putting it in a concise list, 
so that I can describe it to you on the radio. That's research. And it's here or there, okay, it's preseason football, but I just want to know if you think this means anything at all. Saints fans, you're 0-1 in the preseason. Hey, Chris, your Cowboys are 0-2 in the preseason. I know. Keeping score, though. Here's the uh, nugget. Here are the preseason win-loss records. Stay with me. Stay. Don't run off. Here are the preseason win-loss records for the last 10 Super Bowl winners. You can see what I'm driving at. Can you go out here and not win any preseason games? What's just Even though they're keeping scores, preseason, we're giving reps. A lot of the guys who play in the preseason aren't even on your team in a regular season. I get it. <laughs> I'm just saying. These are the preseason win-loss records for the last 10 Super Bowl winners. Now, last year at Tampa Bay, preseason was canceled. COVID. 2019, Kansas City went 1-3 in the preseason. 2018, listen close, Patriots, 3-1. 2017, Philadelphia went 2-2. 16, New England Super Bowl champs, they went 3-1 in the preseason. The year before that, 2015, Denver and Peyton went 3-1 in the preseason. 2014, New England, preseason, 2-2. 2013, Seattle, 4-0 in the preseason. 2012, Baltimore Ravens, they were 2-2 in the preseason. And 10 seasons ago, 2011, the New York Giants won the Super Bowl, and they were in the preseason 2-2. So, one more rundown. This time more concise. The records of their Super Bowl champs over the last ten seasons in the preseason were two and two, two and two, four and zero, oh, two and two, three and one, three and one, two and two, three and one, and one and three. In other words, one now asterisk beside Tampa Bay. They didn't get to have them last year, but over the last ten Super Bowl champions, one of them had a losing record in preseason games. Look. Don't throw the darts. Put down. Put put it down. I'm. I get it. Everything that you would say about it doesn't matter. Some coaches don't even care about it. They don't care about the scores. These teams are playing guys in preseason games who don't even make it on the final roster. I understand that. I'm just pointing out. Now I didn't take it back farther. I didn't do twenty. Last 20 Super Bowl champs. Maybe it's different. Maybe it's 50-50. But I just know out of the last 10, nine times, well, eight out of nine, only one time in the last 10 has a Super Bowl champ had a losing record in the preseason. Does it mean anything? I'm not on a ledge about it. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not, planting a flag in the ground on this subject, I'm asking you. When I give you that stat, does it mean anything to you? Now, Louvier texted the show in the middle of this. I think he knew where I was going. 
He said, Sean Payton has never cared about the preseason. Yeah, right. The record, right? That's what you're saying. Winning and losing the games has never cared about the preseason. What, uh, let's see, was it two, what was the year, Louvier, that the Saints won that Super Bowl? 09? Do I have that right? Say what, Bill? That is correct, sir. 2009? I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to see what the Saints did in the preseason back in 2009. Click. All right. They beat Indy in the Super Bowl. In 2009, the Saints were 3-1 and one in preseason games. Hey, it holds up. You can only find one time in a blue moon that a team won a Super Bowl having a losing record in preseason games. It's just a stat, but doesn't mean anything. That's all I'm asking. Boy, howdy. We need some games to start, don't we? I am Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. For double enjoyment, reach for Beechnut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beechnut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of 500000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But, look, they're right there's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. Cspire, customer inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank. Because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus. We've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than 100 years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in training. Online at the zone1059.com. Yeah, I did, I did, Dad Gummin, I did. Preseason win loss records. Looked it up. Sure did. What'd you do with your time? Don't judge me. <laughs> Bass Dog says. What is it they say about stats and bikinis? Yeah, they say stats are like bikinis. They show you a lot, but not everything. And then he went on to say, also, the Saints aren't winning the Super Bowl this year, regardless of the preseason. Well, that wasn't the point. I mean, more or less, the point I was driving at is, is there something to be said for teams that go out here and flop in the pre? They can't win a preseason game. They aren't winning the Super Bowl, and <laughs> they haven't been. The teams that win Super Bowls go out and, you know, they, they win a couple or three or four. And the Chiefs were the only example two years ago where that you can find in recent history it hadn't happened. <laughs> I almost feel, I can't, I can't get through this without giggling, and that probably tells you everything you need to know about this. So let's see what happens when we go to the phone line. Divinity Equipment phone line. More Bully. Back on line one. What's up, More Bully? What's going on, Matt? If I was any better, there'd be two of them. How about that? So is your arm sore from all that? It was sore uh, Sunday and Monday. Uh-huh. But I'm good now. Well, the, thanks for the pictures. Oh, the it looks like y'all had a good yeah. fishing trip. That sucker was 15 pounds. He hooked that within an hour. Uh, but he did. He he loved it, man. We made some memories, that's for sure. Awesome. Can't wait to go back. Awesome. So that's great. Hey, you asked what we did with our time when you were looking that up. Yeah. I was holding on, waiting on you to say, "Let's go with more bully." <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> but I'm I'm driving, so it's all right. Well, I really appreciate you coming back. Thank you for that. Yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, was Warriors on that list for Washington? You know, I don't think Warriors was on there. I think it's too close to, you know, that, that they're making a name change, you know, yeah. for for that reason anyway. Yeah. Warthogs. <laughs> hey, I How like hogs that? now. I thought hogs was pretty yeah. cool. That's perfect for them, too. It is. With Washington hogs? Hey. Yeah, when, I, when you were reading that list of all those names, I thought I was in the middle of Forrest Gump. We was telling you what you do with all this shrimp. <laughs> hey, did you happen to see the movie The Help? Never saw it. I'm, I'm interested in it okay. because it was filmed around here. and I, The whole filming location, I am fascinated with where things were filmed, but I've not seen the movie. I'm, like, I'm more interested yeah. in seeing where it was filmed, even though I've not seen the movie. That's fouled up. I get it, but it's just the truth. Well, the point you need to know about it is uh, the main character was wrote for the Clary Ledger, 
and uh, she had an advice column called Miss Verna. Okay. And she would give like cleaning tips and cooking tips, like Iris was doing, right? Yeah. So I, Brooks was looking for a new segment on the show. <laughs> I think he needs to call up on Miss Iris and see what she charged him. Home yeah. remedies. <laughs> Home remedies. <laughs> yeah. With Miss Iris, yeah. that it was fantastic, you know. And it, her, well, it was like it was like talking to my, you know, my my grandmother. She her voice Your sounded grandma. like my grandmother. Yeah, it'd be, I mean, it'd be great radio. Well, I think if you, if you I, did I, that, I, I said, man, I, I better call Matt. He's got his grandma called. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but anyway, it's not bad. I just I'll tell you about Forrest Gump. Yeah, sure. that is good. Somebody on TikTok is, need, somebody on TikTok needs to get that video of uh, Bubba going through all those different kinds of shrimp, but dub their own voice over it, going through all these names for the you know the new Washington football team. That's about what they need to do. <laughs> somebody will do it. Yeah, probably. I was loving it. Hey, I forgot to tell you, man. Um, we hooked one up. We both, we all three think it was bigger than the one he caught. Mm. But that sucker got under the boat on him. Yep. Got away. Yep. That fish he caught, it started out as as uh, 15 pounds. And I told the truth, but when I got home, it was 35. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> hey, well, I hate, just so I, you can sleep better well, at night more, Bully, I hate to tell you, but that, that fish that went under the boat on you, it was just a drum. That's all it was. Oh, yeah. I'm, hey, listen, let me tell you one thing. I just had to go speak in Carthage and, uh, my organization is up for a grant with State Farm. Mm-hmm. So the State Farm agent was there, so I sat with him. We talked about it. We talked about red fishing. This guy, he's got the uh, Louisiana and Gulf of Mexico record for redfish. And yeah. he showed me the picture. It's 61 pounds, and he did it in 1986, I think. Yeah. Uh, or 96. And he said there's a replica of that fish in every Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. Wow. How about that? Well, the only way that story could be better, more bully, is if he worked for Farm Bureau Insurance, a, a real <laughs> a real true. insurance company. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Run, give me some money. Run, too, tell I him I said that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll do it. All right. Hey, I'll send you the picture. All right. Please do. Send me a picture. Thank you. Brandon on line two. What's up, Brandon? Matt, Chris, Jake, whoever you are, how are you today? I'm Matt. I'm doing well, thank you. Y'all, I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> Y'all all run together, though. Your voices sound similar. Hey, look, mm. let me ask you a question. If, uh, yeah, that was a low blow. Um, <laughs> if you had to lay down $200, you just had an extra $200 in cash to lay down. Uh, I'm a Saints fan, and I watched them. Uh, I watched the preseason game, and Winston looked nothing short of awful. Um, and you got Taysom Hill. We're screwed. Uh, you know, my dad texted me, said, where is Bree? <laughs> and I said, he is probably wishing he was back on the field. But if you had two or $300 to bet, what, what, are, what would the chances be that, that, uh, Winston is out by the third game? Oh, yeah. Now, okay. I thought because he looks, Awful. I would bet on that. Now, it's not a prediction, but you're asking me a very specific question. You got $200 just extra, which I really can't associate with that, but I'll play along. And Right, yeah, no, I don't either. <laughs> right, and you're saying, and the, the deal is that he's out of there by game three. I'd take a chance on yeah. that for sure because yeah. 
I would definitely do it. Yeah, I thought you were going to go 200 to say that Ian Book starts the season. I wouldn't go there. But if, no. if he plays pretty well in the remaining preseason games, okay, and then you're into the year and it ain't going great, then it's going to be uh, we drafted a kid in the fourth round. Why not? Let's get him going. Well, and, and Ian Book may, you know, just just looking at his body language and and some of his throws, he he probably would be the second choice uh, after uh, Wentz yeah. instead of Taysom Hill. Well, and see the, that's so I disappointing. Wasn't impressed with Winston. Well, I wasn't all that much either, and and he he does some things that he ought to, frankly, at this point in his career, he ought not to do. Okay, but. You know, and I was so disappointed, you know, with the way things went for Taysom Hill because he started the ball game on fire and you went, all right, yes, I like this. It was gas right. play, move the pocket, let him move around, another gas play up the field. They're worried about him running the ball, you know. And then, like, second series, the wheels started coming off and there were some really poor decisions. And he thought, well, oh, your, your defenses are going to learn by the third game if Taysom. Just to say Taysom Hill started, which he's not going to start. They're going to start Winston, probably. But the defenses are going to learn to put a shadow on Taysom Hill. You're not going to have that threat of the run as much as you would just playing him the first series of preseason. So I just wanted to to bring that up. I'm thinking, and, and I hope I'm wrong, I hope Winston does great. I mean, I really do, but I think by the third game he's gone, like he's out. So I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Thank you. And they're in, they're they're playing what Green Bay in a first ball game. Hey, by the way, side note, Brandon, thank you for your call on the Divinity phone. We were talking about preseason records earlier. Just a side note on this. Will said, "Hey, look up 2017 Browns." Just to make a point, you know, the Browns didn't win a single solitary ball game. The whole year they went 0 and 16 in 2017. The 0 and 16 Browns were perfect 4 and 0 in the preseason. Let me just <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Okay. So <clears throat> they're starting off. We're talking about the first three games of the year on your premise there, Brandon. And it's Green Bay and then road games, Carolina, New England. Okay. And then week four, you'll come back to New Orleans and host the uh, New York Giants. So first three games, host Green Bay. If Aaron Rodgers plays, who knows? You go to Carolina week two, division game, road game. And in week three, you go to New England. I mean, you could easily be 0-3. Might not, but you easily could be 0-3. So... That might have something to do with it also, don't you think? I mean, realistically, it's one of those where, okay, you start Winston this year, you get into it, see how it's going. There'll be a few ups and downs, you know that. But if you beat Green Bay at home and you go win a division game on the road somehow, even if it doesn't look great completely, then it's a whole, now we got a whole different conversation going on. And there's really, I mean, it's the NFL. There's really no stretch where you point to your and say, "Oh, well, that's a good. That would be a good point to break in a rookie." 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, late in the year, you get into December, there are games, back-to-back games against Dallas and then the Jets, and who knows if Dallas is going to be any better this year. You expect them to be. Who knows? But you host them in New Orleans. So, uh, yeah, I could... I mean, I think that's a scenario that a lot of Saints fans could would go, yeah, I could definitely see that happen. But even if it isn't great for Jameis, considering what's around him, rookie in the fourth round, Taysom, if you go win some games, you win that opener at home. You, like you say, you win week two on the road in the division. Then you're thinking, well, we're not going to bust something up that we may not like how it tastes, but it's good for us. We're winning. You know what I mean? So... That could throw a wrench in the whole <clears throat> making a change deal after week three. That'll wrap it up for hour number two. If you leave us, I hope you'll have a good night. And if not, I hope you'll even more so stick around. Another load of smart pills has been distributed, and I'm slap worn out. So I'll just say, so long, neighbors. Get me out of here, Percy. After these messages, we'll be right back. Arrived today. Jeans do come true. Thank you, Blue Delta. Yeah, jeans do come true. That's what the bag says. Blue Delta jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi, my hometown. Let's dive in and see what we got here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code MattWyatt, all lowercase. Again, that's if you listen to me, you can use discount code MattWyatt, all lowercase. And at checkout, you're going to get a 10% discount off your order. So I just went online and ordered them. Uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. A couple weeks ago. Went in, I didn't go get measured, I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are at my doorstep a couple weeks later. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Nice. I'm happy. (laughs) I've known the Blue Delta team for years, and I'm thrilled to have these guys on as a sponsor of this show. Blue Delta's virtual tailor is a fun and easy way to get yourself into the best fitting pair of jeans you're ever going to own. But you never thought you'd get a butt shot out of me, huh? How about that? Just answer the questions, and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, bluedeltajeans.com, answer the questions. It's amazing how they do it. They will fit perfectly. You're not going to find better material and better feeling pants, period, anywhere BlueDeltaJeans.com. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. I promise you that. And I know that you are going to love them too. Make sure you use the code. And remember, jeans do come true. After these messages, we'll be let me tell you about an ice cream can't be beat. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 meadow smooth. Freeze meadow go. Go to your ice cream man today and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, meadow, meadow smooth. Freeze meadow go. And remember, folks, meadow gold is mighty good.
For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious. No other instant pudding is quite the same. Stock your shelves with all seven flavors. The good, good, busy day dessert. Jell-O Instant Pudding. Pickens Jackson. Live! In the studio. Live and local. This is the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking about sports from around the world and right here at home. Streaming to you at the zone1059.com and on your radio on ESPN 105.9. The Zone. I'm going to fix a casserole. How about a little casserole, huh? How about it? Welcome into hour number three of the show. Sometimes we call it the casserole hour because kind of anything goes. It's a fun, fun time of the day for me and you and yours. All right. Welcome in. Hour three presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville, Starkville, Stark Vegas, however you want to say it. You know what we're talking about. If you're moving there or you need to stay there. Temporarily. Anything residential in and around Starkville, that's where you want to go. See Kane Overstreet at Overstreet Properties. You can find the contact info at overstreetproperties.com. Yeah, there's a few noises here in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. That's pouring of hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Highpointroasters.com. Good gracious, that smells good. Phew! Mmm. And it is good. I am ready. I am ready. Bill, you're here. We got people listening and commenting. I don't care if this is a good award-winning hour of radio or not. I'm just happy. Well, it's your show. <laughs> Isn't it okay to sometimes just be happy? Just be happy. I'm happy right it's now. It's your show. Be happy with what you're doing. That's it. Well, I kind of am. That coffee, man. Golly, that's good coffee. It even sounds good. <laughs> then you could you kind of imagine the smell wafting off the cup, yeah, into the room. <laughs> it was. Whew. Hey, and listen, my buddy Neil Price, our play-by-play announcer at Mississippi State, gave me a tip uh, on coffee. I don't do this a lot. Just every so often, when I want something just a little different. But you know, I use a French press. To make coffee, you know, it's not a regular coffee maker or, or like one of these drip things. This is, you oh, know, it's the French. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how to say anything French. Yeah, French but. press. <laughs> but I, I grind the coffee up in a grinder, boil the water in, on the stove, grind the coffee up. You put the coffee grounds down in the press and then pour the boil, boiling water over it and mash it down in there and it makes coffee, you know. So. He said, well, if that's how you do it, he said, take a little, just sprinkle just a little bit of cinnamon down on your coffee grounds down in that French press. And I tried that. And every now and then, man, you talk about hitting the spot because it's more the smell than it is the taste. It's not like if you put just a little cinnamon in your coffee grounds, just a little dash, just just one little 
It's all it takes. And it, it doesn't really change the flavor a whole lot, but buddy, it sure enough changes the smell. And it's good. So Neil Price, wherever you are, sir, thank you for that tip. Hey, uh, more bully texted the show and he said, you remember Justin Wilson would say, I guarantee. <clears throat> he said, I'm so glad for y'all to see ah, me today. Hi, y'all are. Glad you got to see me. <laughs> glad y'all got to see me today. I want to chop up some onion. <laughs> put in this casserole. And he would say, how did he say cayenne pepper? He was something else now. And he would always tell stories about hunting squirrels and stuff. It was great. Well, he had some of the best stories ever. Mm-hmm. He really did. And I think half of them were true. He had, uh, you know, real strong Mississippi ties. All right. Flowood Reb texted the show a little bit ago. This was a previous conversation. Actually, someone texted in and asked. It was Miko. Uh, I'll set it up this way and tell you what Miko asked in his question. He said, is it fair to say that Saban recruits and signs the top Mississippi kids sometimes to keep them from going to state schools and presenting a chance to beat him and wanted my opinion? And I answered it. I, I didn't think he's doing that. Florida Reb says, in regards to that guy that was asking about Alabama signing guys to keep them away from other teams, they don't do, do that anymore, and you really can't with scholarship limitations. However, Bear Bryant and Johnny Vaught um, certainly did. He said, I mean, Johnny Vaught, the year Archie Manning signed, he was one of six or seven quarterbacks to sign in that class. He said they would sign 50 guys, run 30 of them off, keep only the toughest ones. They would also sign guys just to keep them away from other schools. Yeah, and I'd heard that over the years that that was something that Alabama did when Bear Bryant was there. They'd sign 100 guys, and it would a lot of it would keep them from playing on other teams and other schools. And then as a result of that, uh, in comes a, a scholarship limit. And what, initially it was 95 total. You had to stay under at one time. And then they, in 1991, they reduced it to 85 as a part of the Title IX stuff, did a 10% reduction across all men's sports and, and all that. Yeah. So, you know, what it is is whatever rules are there, um, everybody's going to try to figure out a way to use it to their advantage. Now, the only sort of, I don't know, open-ended possibility in this whole conversation, you know, Miko asked the question, part of my answer, did Flowood Rev have to do with the 25 signing limit? And I'm going, you know, you can only... Every school can sign 25 guys per signing class. So part of my answer was, you know, I don't, I can't imagine any coach would be willing to sort of just chalk up, throw away, not throw away, but risk one or two of those coveted scholarships you can sign every year, not with the intention of playing a kid, but just to keep him away from somebody else. It seemed like it'd be a waste. And I don't think coaches would do that. However, now that you have this open transfer policy, you have free agency in college football, and Alabama has already shown you, just like everything else, they will take advantage of it in a way, probably in the best way. What did they do? They went and got the best player off of Tennessee's team, 
linebacker Henry To'o To'o. He's now going to start for Alabama in the middle of their defense. They went and got the best receiver off of uh, Ohio State's team, Jameson Williams. Big tall 6'2 kid. looks He runs like a deer. He can fly. So with that possibility, I just wonder, now that we're totally open free agency in college football, open transfer, do some coaches not look at it and go, okay, signing class of 25. I'm Alabama. I'm Georgia. I could. I got that team on my schedule, especially if we get a new schedule rotation coming up. So I'll sign the kid. He won't play for them. If he works out here, great. But if he doesn't, he'll transfer and we'll transfer somebody in. It's not wasting the scholarship because we can transfer in. So, I, you know, I think that's the part of this that inside the coaching industry, they understand it pretty well. And a lot of us haven't talked about it as much, quite frankly. So good stuff. All right. Uh, let me ask you if you've seen some of these. We need to go over this real quick. I'll come back to the transfer portal thought. There are a lot of rescheduled and new matchups in high school football uh, around the state of Mississippi. And I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if there's one place online that is keeping up with all of it, game for game, cancellation for cancellation. I honestly don't know. But a lot of things are changing in high school football. And, and the season hasn't even really started yet for most teams. I know MRA played last week, scheduled to play again this week. You do have a few games scheduled this week. But I'd already seen where many of the games, and Jamborees too, where teams go into, you know, COVID. Um, uh, what am I, what I'm trying to say here? Uh, distance learning or virtual, that's not distance, but virtual. They have to go totally virtual at the school. And what I'm seeing is it usually affects three ball games, right? That's, that's what it's doing. And I did see the thing where, you know, they go virtual, they can get together and practice, but they can't play in a game. And so lots of games and schedules have been uh, affected. Just some of the stuff that I saw, like, uh, Tupelo Christian Public School, they're, they're a 1A school, and they're going to have a good football team this year. And they are. They had a really good baseball team. TCPS versus North Pontotoc canceled. North, North Pontotoc's in quarantine. Uh, Bay Springs head coach uh, Dan Brady is looking for a football game for August 26th, 27th. He needs, needs an opponent. I saw this. Uh, some of y'all may have seen it. Smith County Schools shut down extracurricular activities for two weeks beginning on Monday. So no jamboree, week one, and week two games for Mize, Raleigh, and Taylorsville. No jamboree and no week one, week two. Mize, Raleigh, Taylorsville. So football school, football school, football school. All those Smith County Schools, their first football games are going to be on September the 10th. Now, it's obvious why this is going on, and it's because this you know, latest iteration of COVID that's coming around this year is affecting young people more, infecting young people more, frankly. Now, 
what's interesting about this, right after that came out, uh, the head coach at Taylorsville, Jay Blackledge, said that he didn't, he didn't, there wasn't a report of, I mean, I guess I'm assuming they'd have to miss their games, but he reported they were going to participate in the Jamboree. You know, back to the old saying of, I don't understand all I know about that, but I did <laughs> see that when they were going to play in a Jamboree. Another one that got affected somehow. So, I think we had, you, a, we, we had a school here in town that was affected, uh, Hartfield Academy. Hartfield? We were supposed to play, uh, this Friday, St. right? St. George's. They were supposed to play St. George's this Friday. Well, St. George's had to cancel. Uh. But, and Hartfield was begging for somebody to play. They want to play so bad. Yeah. And I don't know if they found anybody or not. We had him on the air on our other station the other night, the coach from out there. Well, everybody's yeah. looking for an opponent, it seems like, yeah. you know. Yeah, they're trying to find an opponent to play for this Friday. So if you know of anybody, See, and I think I'm, I may be off, but I'm pretty sure this is right. I think on the 26th, a Thursday night, the 26th, um, Nanawaya and Noxipater. It's a big rivalry out in the country. Uh, great football. Big rivalry. Going to start the season against each other. Uh, Nanawaya won it in Nanawaya last year. They're going to play it at Noxipater this year. They were going to start the season on a Thursday night, big rivalry game, and apparently Nanawaya's out. Because now they've rescheduled, and Noxipater is now going to play Eupora on Friday night, the 27th. And I guess they'll host them. No, no. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll host them. So Eupora will go to uh, Noxipater on the 27th. That's my hometown. Where is that? Eupora. Eupora. That's where I was born. Okay. Not too far from here. There are a few others that I saw. Uh, Newton County is now going to play Winona at Winona on September 3rd. Long Beach now going to play Hancock uh, at Hancock on August 27th. They've rescheduled that one. St. Andrews now going to go to Lloyd Star on Friday, August 27th. So, man, I'll tell you something. You know, high school coaches and parents and assistant coaches and schools, and they are really juggling it. All right, this makes sense. Uh, you see this now, Bill, on the Country Pleasing text line? Um, Fuji Sports Shooter says that Hartfield is now playing Clinton Christian Academy this Friday night. Oh, that'd be a good one. Who was Clinton Christian scheduled to play initially? If somebody like up north, like in my part of the state. I'll look it up for you. I'm going to pull it up, too, while we're here. I'm going over to scores for this weekend. I don't, you know, one of the places I... We'd usually go for that, you know, to find games for that particular week where uh, Max Preps would always have them lined out. I'd look at that. I'd go to Chris's website, too. But I couldn't figure out who was updating them the quickest. Okay, so Hartfield was was scheduled to play St. George's. And Central Holmes is who Christian Academy is supposed to play. Okay. Clinton, rather. Clinton was supposed to play. So, so Clinton Christian was going to play Central Holmes. Well, and... I mean, you just automatically assume, well, they must have had to go virtual, too. Bill, have you heard anything about what it is, actually, that, like, what the threshold of positive cases and stuff is to to force a school to have to go virtual? Or is it just a left up to them to decide to do it? Um, You know, that's something I don't know. I haven't heard, but you heard about New Zealand, right? Yeah. One case, and they closed the country down. What? That's that's ridiculous, isn't it? 
Did that really happen? One, yeah. They were talking about it the other day on the news that New Zealand, one case, they shut down everything. Shut it all down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, everybody's mad down there. Are they? The New Zealanders, are, oh, they're hot. Yeah. Just trying to keep it out of there. But now I haven't heard about why the high school, What what is the yeah. criteria for shutting down? How many mm-hmm. players do you have to be, you know? Yeah. What is the the line you have to cross? You know, is it is it is it one positive case on a football team? Then everybody gets quarantined. Or is it three? Or is it you know, that's something I'm not really sure of. I was trying to find another here we go. Week one. Okay, and I'm over at Capital Sports MS, you know, Chris Brooks site. I'm looking here. Yeah, so he's got it updated. Okay, let me give you all a heads up on that. And uh, they do a really good job. Chris, you know, Mississippi Gridiron, but you can go to uh, CapitalSportsMS.com. And they've got there on the Mississippi Gridiron tab, which is the high school stuff, Brandon Shields has updated it. Week one high school football schedule, MHSA Jamboree schedule. And I say it's updated because when I look down here, they already had Clinton Christian um, at Hartfield for this Friday night. And so it looks to be an updated list of things after it's all been switched around. So for Friday night, Central Hines is at Washington School. Newton County Academy hosting Calhoun Academy, Brookhaven Academy at Adams. Um, where's some of the other ones? Okay, Greenville Christian at Jackson Prep. Bill, we hadn't heard anything about that one yet, have we? Think, I, no, not yet. I guess it's still on. Yeah, as far as I know it is. We had the Greenville Christian coach on, too, the other day uh, oh, did on you? The, the other station here. Okay. Um, we, had some, we had Lance Pogue and all of them on the other day talking about it. Okay, and Lance is at J.A., right? Yeah, Lance is at J.A. Yeah. I haven't gotten to... That would be on our sister station. And and tell us again where that is for folks. It's uh, 1400 AM, 106.3 FM. It's WJQS, the fan. Okay. And Josh Dorman had all three coaches on Monday night. He does okay. a show on Monday nights. Monday nights, okay. And that was 106.3. Does, does a lot of high school football stuff. Okay, cool. I haven't gotten to meet the new coach at uh, Prep yet. Hey, uh, for those in the area that might be interested to know, uh, Ricky Black, who uh, you know just retired last year was his last season at Jackson Prep. Legendary coach. He is going to be honored tomorrow night here in Tupelo at the Tupelo High School kickoff banquet. He's getting the Mickey Lindner Award, and uh, it's going to be really neat because Coach Black he coached here at Tupelo. Um, I guess what he won a state championship here. And a bunch of his former players are going to be there. Some of his former quarterbacks are going to be there and tell some stories and stuff. Uh, I'm going to be up there and kind of act as the MC and keep it going, but looking forward to seeing Coach Black. So um, you may see some stuff about that on Twitter and stuff for him. Looking forward to seeing him tomorrow night. So you've got um, those. Kirk Academy at Pillow is still scheduled. That's one I was thinking about going and seeing over there. I've never been to Pillow. Uh, some after I do the show with you on Friday, Bill, I'm thinking about heading up there maybe. And then you got Friday night Leak Academy is at Winston. 
Uh, Lee Academy from Arkansas is at Union Christian, Louisiana. How about that? That's on the list. And I guess Union Christian competes in the same league with most of our schools around here. Madison St. Joe at Kapaya Academy, Friday night. And that one's still on, according to this. MRA coming off that loss to Greenville Christian. They're going to go to Cathedral, Natchez Cathedral, on Friday night. Um, PCS is at Simpson. Porter's Chapel out of Vicksburg going over to Kemper Academy. Just scrolling through, looking at some of the St. Al from Vicksburg is at Park Place. Where is, Bill, where is Park Place? I'm supposed to know where that is. Do you know where that is? Uh, no. I don't need, I've, I, I've heard about it a lot, but I I'm have not too. really exactly sure. I'm not I'm sure, sure where it is. Listeners will. Yeah, you know, like, again, that's, it's kind of like it's their show and we ask the questions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Everybody's telling us that it, Park Place is in Pearl. Okay. So it'll be at Park Place. Thank y'all. Mailman, a real unnamed, Peanut Butter Falcon, everybody. Okay. So it's in Pearl over there. Park Place. They're going to host St. Al on Friday night. It's still here on the schedule. Uh, JA hosting Startwell Academy on Friday night. And Carroll Academy hosting Winona Christian. That would be a good one. Up there on Highway 82. Bet you get on Highway 82 Friday night and drive, you see the lights. And that one, that's one of the great things about high school football. Um, you know, in terms of working at going to different games. I remember it as a kid, dad would take us to games, you know, and you get later in the year, it's already dark, the lights are on, you pull up to the stadium, you can see the lights, you know you're headed in the right direction, you don't even need directions, this was long before cell phones, <laughs> you just follow the lights. Um, one of the neat things about it, now, a whole bunch of jamborees that are scheduled and still are scheduled, even though a bunch of them have been zapped, and I've told you about some of those. But again, I would encourage you, you want to see the whole rundown, go over to Chris Brooks' website, they do a heck of a job, it's Capital Sports MS. Dot com and click on that MS Gridiron tab, and there it is. You can look at the whole list of games for the weekend. Games and, of course, lots of jamborees. And for all public school football, it's supposed to start next week, and we'll see where we are by then. All right. When we come back, Bill and I are going to do something we like to do, and that's jump over here in the Wayback Machine see where it takes us. Take a spin in the Wayback Machine. Here in hour number three. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Arrived today. Jeans do come true. Thank you, Blue Delta. Yeah, jeans do come true. That's what the bag says. Blue Delta jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Because they are uniquely made for you, and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi, my hometown. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code MATTWYATT, all lowercase. Again, that's if you listen to me. You can use discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase, and at checkout, you're going to get a 10% discount off your order. 
So I just went online and ordered them. Uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. A couple weeks ago, went in. I didn't go get measured. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are at my doorstep a couple weeks later. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Happy. <laughs> I've known the Blue Delta team for years, and I'm thrilled to have these guys on as a sponsor of this show. Blue Delta's virtual tailor is a fun and easy way to get yourself into the best-fitting pair of jeans you're ever going to own. But you never thought you'd get a butt shot out of me, huh? How about that? Just answer the questions, and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, bluedeltajeans.com, answer the questions. It's amazing how they do it. They will fit perfectly. You're not going to find better material and better feeling pants, period, anywhere. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. I promise you that. And I know that you are going to love them, too. Make sure you use the code. And remember, jeans do come true. After these messages, we'll be right let me tell you about an ice cream can't be beat. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 smooth, freeze, meadow, go. Go to your ice cream man today and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, 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 smooth, freeze, meadow, go. And remember, folks, meadow gold is mighty good. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious. No other instant pudding is quite the same. Stock your shelves with all seven flavors. The good, good, busy day dessert. Jell-O Instant Pudding. State radio analyst. And he's on your radio right now. No. You've got the Matt Wyatt Show on 105.9 The Zone and online at thezone1059.com. Back. Hour three of the show rolling along with you here today on this Wednesday. Steve texted us that, uh, yeah, Tri County and Indianola Academy. Uh, and that's at Tri County on Friday. Do I have that right? I believe it is. Anthony from Tupelo says uh, Lafayette was supposed to play South Panola Friday night, but South Panola had to go viral. Yeah, was that, Anthony, was that a jamboree? That would have been a jamboree, correct? <clears throat> yeah, I saw that note maybe right at the beginning of the week. South Panola had to go virtual, so 
It knocks them out this week and their first two regular season games, I believe. Week one and week two. Um, so there's several schools around dealing with that and, you know, I have a feeling it's not the, certainly not the last of those that we're going to see. Unfortunately, it's not the last of those. Back with you. You can be a part of the show. Let me do my job and remind you <laughs> that, um, you can be a part of the show. Y'all, uh, text, call, hit me up. You can call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. It's a 601 number. 995-1059. You can also text me on the Country Please and text sign, 885-ESPN, or drop a comment on the live stream if you're tuning in there. Okay, now, we were talking about the help earlier, Bill. Oh, wait, yes. that was a caller. That was a caller, wasn't it? That was uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, more, yeah, bully. more bully. I know you and I have talked about it because you were telling wait. me about I actually know someone who was in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just like an extra, extra. This was someone local who was in the movie, didn't have a speaking role, but pretty prominent. Not Well, let me back up. Time out. Not prominent. <laughs> was in the movie and wasn't just like somebody in the back of a crowd. Put it that right. way. Right. Actually know someone. Sort of. Anyway, Stephanie commented on Facebook and she said, while you're at Pillow Academy this week, you can visit where the help was filmed. So it's up that way in Greenville? Yeah, they filmed part of it in Yazoo City here in Jackson, different parts of the state. Okay. Yeah. They used downtown Yazoo City for the bookstore that mm. was on the corner where the book was in the window. So you haven't okay. seen the movie, so you wouldn't know that. Part. I wouldn't know, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't know. I need to see it. I need to check it out. All right. Well, let's have a little fun, Bill. And the Brent, Brent's Drugs here in town was a very big part of the movie. Okay. I saw a video... Someone made outlining and showing how Brent's drugs was used and the camera mm-hmm. angles and all that stuff. Yeah, they used it for some big scenes of the movie. Yeah, pretty neat now. Pretty neat. Still all torn up on the inside, the fact that I I never did go see that park. I never was able to go see that park where they filmed The Natural up in Buffalo before they tore it down. Yeah. Too bad. Some of the other landmarks where they filmed it are up there. Um, of course, the Field of Dreams things was cool. That was the Field of Dreams game was what one week ago tomorrow. Yeah, one week ago tomorrow. Boy, that was neat. Sixteen million viewers. Okay, was that the final number? Mm-hmm. Sixteen million viewers, the most they've had in twenty years watching a baseball game. Field of Dreams game ratings. Click. <laughs> <laughs> I should have looked it up. Bill. You're checking up on me, aren't you? Let's see. Can I, if I click Los Angeles Times, can I trust anything from the Los Angeles Times? I don't know. Here's one from something else. Here, I'm going to click that one. All right. Broadcast on Fox. Largest viewing audience for a regular season baseball game in more than 15 years. That was a Field of Dream games, uh, Dreams game one week ago tomorrow. Uh, site where the, the movie MLS first ever game in state of Iowa. All right, first ever game state of Iowa averaged a 3.2 rating. You know, when you think about it, that ain't bad at all. Averaging no. that across nine innings, right, of a long drawn out baseball game and 5.87 million viewers. That's what they averaged. Yep, I think the total was 16 million, but for the whole game, you know, right throughout the night. 
you know. They're going to do it again. I bet they are. Oh, yeah. I bet they want to do more than one of them. But Yeah, you get the, ratings like that, you're going to do it again. The thing about it is, though, is like, how do you top it? Yeah, how do you, how do you top it again? And maybe you don't want to top it. Maybe you just try to live off of it for a little bit. But I just wonder, the first one was so, it had a little magic to it, man. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you can repeat that or replicate it at all. So, anyway. The other thing you can't replicate is how good the music was in the 60s and the 70s and 80s. Or at least they hadn't figured out how to yet, in my opinion. But I'm just an old guy. (laughs) And let's give them an example, Bill. All right. On this day. On this day in 1973, Billy Preston performed this song. Will it go around in circles on American Bandstand? Sing it, Billy. I'm going to sing it to my friends. Will it go around in circles? Will it fly high like a bird up in the sky? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Those horns, man. Here we go. Bring it it down. I've got a story, ain't got no moral. Sing it. Let the bad guy win every once in a while. I've got a story, ain't got no moral. Yeah, those horns reminds me of the Blues Brothers. Yeah. That's great. It's a great song. Will it go around in circles? Billy Preston, 1973 in American Bandstand. Let's do another one. 1979. Maureen McGovern performed Different Worlds. Hey, Bill, were you telling me yep. this was a theme song to a TV show? Yeah, a TV show called Angie that starred Donna Pescow. You remember Donna Pescow? Did you see Saturday Night Fever? Uh, yes. She's the little short girl in Saturday Night Fever. Really? Yeah. Let's I'm not going to say the... what the other scene she was in, but I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> we will but, not yeah. talk about that. Hey, hey, there were a lot of people. Robert Hayes was in this, the guy that was in Airplane, you know. Uh-huh. He was in the show. A uh, bunch of folks. Uh, well, it didn't last a, real long. Yeah, it was only on for like two years. Yeah, something like that. And this was the theme song to Angie. Yep. Yeah, when you when I was looking at it on the internet, it showed all the stars. It brought them up as this was playing. All the people who started it. If you want to watch it on YouTube. Yeah. That's great. Good stuff. <laughs> Good yeah, that's stuff. That's got that 70s feel to it. That's oh, for sure. man. You know? Didn't it really? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's sort of like when, you know, we had the other ones. We had a few other ones like that. Too. Um, let's see. The only other one that was on there, I didn't send this one to you, Bill, uh, as far as the, the information on it, but it was in 1959. Uh, Cookie Burns, a song called Like I Love You, for me. Ed that Burns, one? yeah, he was on 77 Sunset Strip. He was also the guy who was the announcer in Greece. Oh, really? Yeah, Cookie Ed Burns. That's it. Ed Cookie Burns, but Ed Cookie Burns, but he he spelled his first name with two D's, E D D. 
<laughs> sure did. So I'm sure the guy was on stage, you know, doing the the rappy thing when they were introducing the band. Uh huh. He's the one that judged the dance contest in Greece. That's him. That's him. That's him. My goodness, you don't see too many people that their name is Eddie or Edward, but and they shorten it to Ed, but with two D's. You don't see you don't see that very much. But yeah, there was a show called Seventy Seven Sunset Strip that he was on. Yeah, it was like a detective type show. I gotcha. I'm the, an old guy, man. I remember all <laughs> the uh, the 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 two television notes that were on this day. One was from all the way back in 1926. Ooh. It said on this day, August the 18th, 1926, a weather map was televised for the first time. It was sent from NAA Arlington to the Weather Bureau office in Washington. A map sent via, you know, TV signal, and you. You talk about thinking that they had done something in 1926. Oh, that was a big thing. I wonder who the... I wonder what it looked like. I mean, it couldn't have been great. But no. can you imagine those people in 1926 in Washington sitting there going, looking at something, and it's a TV signal that's been sent to them from Arlington? Yeah. <laughs> and they were amazed by it. But the other thing was, it's and it's kind of scary, but I hate to say it, it's kind of appropriate, was on this day in 2002... Okay, so you think about the time frame. Mm-hmm. August the 18th, 2002, you were less than a year removed from you know, 9-11. And this was the day in 2002 when CNN began airing parts of 64 Al-Qaeda tapes that they found in Afghanistan. And the tapes contained footage of the terrorist network's activities. Mm-hmm. And that was on this day in 2002, uh, almost but not quite 20 years ago. Uh, now we're getting to see it kind of in real life. Yeah, in real life. And it's, what a mess. You know, so many people have been praying for those just poor people trapped. You know, and some had a chance to get out. And I've heard people say that, you know, some people had a chance to get out and, and didn't. But I'll tell you this, there's a whole lot more that had no chance to get out. Yep. And those poor children. And All i got to say is go get them. Go do something. We, we can't, how can we just... Sit back and I, mean, I don't know. Sickening is what it is. Hey, it you know is the casserole era when you get political. Yeah, it is. Hey, another famous date here on the August eighteenth. It's my dad's birthday. Hey, happy sixty eighth to my dad Woo. Joe down in and Dothan, Alabama. My he's daughter. Just a, he's just a little bit older than me. That's right. Y'all are just kids. Y'all are still just kids. Yeah, That's. Well, a, my daughter's saying happy birthday to him on the way to school this morning. He got a big kick out of that. I bet he did. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap things up with you all next when we come back. Stay with us. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of 500000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. After these messages, we'll be right back.
We are about to have a fire and cook some sausage. A country pleasing sausage is outstanding. Whether you cook it over a fire or in the house, cook some of this right here. It's green onion flavor. You see that? But this right here is my favorite, the maple flavor. And this is great for breakfast. It's awesome cooking it in the house because it makes the whole house smell good. Oh, yeah. Let's eat country pleasing sausage, the best, hands down. If you go to countrypleasing.com, you can actually order this and deliver it to your house. Country pleasing sausage, hands down, the best. Trust me. Divinity Equipment, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, Highway 51 in Madison. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But, look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on, if you know, who you were with and, my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay, and in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer inspired. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase, uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are. Nice. That Blue Delta just answered the questions. They fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, BlueDeltaJeans.com, answer the questions, use this code, Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn, and I know that you are going to love them, too. Back with you, all set to wrap it up. And it's, um, as Bill reinforced earlier that it's my show. Yeah. You think your dad might be listening? Uh, he might. Happy birthday, Dad!
His name's Joe, Joe Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Joe. Hope yeah. You know what they were doing? You know what he was doing yesterday? He was picking up 500 limbs down in his yard because they had like that tropical storm come yeah. through there over overnight and the wind was blowing real hard. So I know he spent the day before his birthday cleaning the yard up <laughs> down there in Dothan, Alabama. Thanks for that, Bill. Appreciate that very much. No problem. Well, uh, I got two... Th- Pieces of audio I want to play, and the first is a little JSU Sonic. Boom! Here we go! Jackson State football, head coach, Coach Prime, head coach Deion Sanders, and the JSU Tigers are going to open the season in 18 days from today. They're going to play on Sunday, September the 5th in the Orange Blossom Classic in Miami, Florida against Florida A&M. It'll be broadcast on ESPN2. Put it on the calendar. Uh, and when you look at Jackson State's updated roster on their website over at uh, gojsutigers.com, here are some of the transfers. Senior from Alabama, senior receiver from Alabama, uh, receiver from Ohio, University of Ohio, receiver Malachi Weidman from Tennessee. They got a receiver transferred in from Houston. <laughs> it goes on and on and on. They got the quarterback transferred in from North Texas. Um, so you got some JUCOs, Lee County. Oh, that's Georgia. Sorry, I saw Lee County. I got excited. They got a running back transferred in from Liberty, a corner from Florida State. Here we go. Big finish. Uh, a running back from Memphis, a defensive back, Randall Haney from Vandy, Vanderbilt. They've got a linebacker from Florida, former Florida Gator, in there. Uh, Illinois. Here's a defensive line transfer from Illinois. Here's a linebacker transfer, Abdul Malik McLean from USC. That'd be the Trojans. Here's a linebacker, Niles Gaddy from Tennessee. This is the Jackson State roster, mind you. If you haven't looked at it, go check it out. Go JSUTigers.com. They got an offensive lineman transferred in, 6'5", 330, Dimitri Jordan from SMU. Offensive lineman Tony Gray, 6'5", 310 from Central Florida. They are loaded. Coach Prime has been busy. They are loaded with Division I transfers. Here's a 6'2", 220-pound receiver, Daniel Crowell Jr. from Troy. He's originally from uh, Meridian. Here's a defensive line transfer, 6'2", 300, Coinus Miller from Auburn. Mm. <laughs> Man. Here's a, a 6'4", 290-pound defensive line transfer, Antoine Owens from Georgia Tech. Let me just tell you something. Their roster is loaded. Division one guys. They're, they're going to be on TV every week, too. You know that. Yeah, mm-hmm, they will be. So, and the first one, like I said, is in 18 days on the 5th of September on ESPN2 against Florida A&M. And it's scheduled for a 2 p.m. kickoff. And then week two, they go to Memphis, play Tennessee State in the Southern Heritage Classic 
I think you have to stream that one unless they pick it up for TV. Same thing in third week of the year. They'll go to Monroe, Louisiana and play Louisiana Monroe on September the 18th. Their first home game in Jackson is, get this, this is awesome. Their first home game is scheduled in Jackson on September the 25th. They are hosting Delta State. The W.C. Gordon Classic red-out game against Delta State. Uh, so that's the first four ball games of the year for Jackson State. And then real quick, uh, the other thing I wanted to play for you, this was team number 17 in our countdown earlier. It's Wisconsin's fight song. It's one of the best in all of college football. good you know that's good by the way back to jackson state real quick jackson state's home games this year uh in jackson delta state alabama state bethune cookman texas southern and the last game of the year the week before thanksgiving all corn all right chris hanging on line one what's up chris I was just going to call back and tell you, Diddy, happy birthday. Well, thank you. I'll pass it along. Thibodeau texted us, and he sent a birthday shout-out to Dad also. Yeah, so. The other thing is, is that did you know that um, five days from now was 16 years ago when it looked like a bombshell went off in New Orleans? Oh, is that right? Can you believe that Katrina, you believe that Katrina was 16 years ago? Oh, my goodness. I can't remember that. You know what I think about? You know, because I wasn't there, you know, obviously all the images and stories out of Katrina, New Orleans, and, and, and the effects. I remember 16 years ago listening to J.T. Williamson on the radio as he covered that thing live and talked about it. Um, you know, God rest his soul. A lot of folks in Jackson, they remember J.T. just passed away recently. Yeah. I remember his coverage of it. I cannot believe, Chris, that was 16 years ago. Didn't think about that. I mean, think about all them people that took up residence in the Superdome for a week and a half. Well, and how many, you remember how many families, uh, and, and when I say families, I'm talking about kids too, were, were displaced permanently, uh, from that area. Yeah, we have a lot of people, we have a lot of people, and I'm pretty sure Tupelo does too, but we have a lot of people in Knoxville County that came from Katrina and never returned. Mm-hmm. Sure. They yeah. just stayed. Right. Have a good day. I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, it happened on my wife's birthday, August 29th. Is that right? On her <laughs> birthday. All, it all hit on her birthday. Yeah. Mm. So what was the year? I'm trying to do the math on that. Was it oh what? Oh five? Yeah. 2005? What, 16 years ago? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Man, hard to believe it was that I was long. working in TV at the time, and they had to move the, the New Orleans TV station that that the company I worked for owned came up here to do their their, their broadcast from our studios here at yeah. Channel 16. Yeah. It was interesting. Man, what a time. You know, horror stories were coming out of it, too. Like, once they they put everybody in the Superdome, all those thousands and thousands of people. What a mess. But, you know, again, I guess, Bill, you talk about life goes on. You look at New Orleans now. You know, it'll... Places recover. Tough tough people down there. Tough people. You look at the coast. Tough. Mm -hmm. 
you have to be to live on the coast down there. No question. No question. Um, let's see. Tomorrow, Thursday, what's going on tomorrow? Okay, and I'll be down there with you if everything goes according to plan on Friday. We went over some of the games. I'll keep an eye on it. Um, but like I said, I, I would encourage you. Looks to me like Brandon and Chris and those guys at Mississippi Gridiron and Capital Sports MS.com are, are tracking these cancellations and reschedules and updating that schedule. So if you're a high school football fan, you're wanting to see, you know, which games are on for Friday night, MAIS games most, and which jamborees are on there. They've got a list there of all of them and are updating them. We'll check it again tomorrow. I, you know, I'm not wishing it to happen. I hope it doesn't, but I figure that overnight tonight, some others will change. You know, maybe we'll get some other schools that have to go into virtual stuff and we'll just keep tracking and looking at it as we get closer to Friday. Uh, so we'll do that tomorrow. The other thing is, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, earlier in the week, this is a big no-no, and I understand that. I understand why. It's a big no-no in radio. But like early in the week, I mentioned, hey, we're going to hear what Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin said. And then we, I never got to it. Well, now they've said more since then. So tomorrow, instead of going back and listening to what they said at the beginning of the week, each of them will have talked to the media more recently. Uh, yesterday, Lane Kiffin uh, answered questions. Ole Miss sent out that audio video so he could most recent stuff from Kiffin their preseason deal, and it was after he'd had a chance to sort of sit down. They watched the whole film of their Saturday scrimmage, so he talked about that some. I think you'll find it interesting. And it's my understanding, if everything goes according to plan, today Mike Leach is going to – are they practicing today? No, they're not. So it'll be tomorrow. Tomorrow they will practice again, and Mike Leach will meet with the media tomorrow. So we'll we'll get some of that audio and – have it out there as recently as you know, you know, recent audio. Kind of hear what they said about the team. For state today, it may be the same for Ole Miss. I don't know. If it's different days. There's no at state today. Classes started, so they didn't have practice today. This is their day off this week, so that they could f- totally focus on classes and class schedules and getting school started. And they've been practicing earlier in the day and with school starting today from now on they're practicing a little later in the afternoon each day also but hey I appreciate it Bill appreciate you you too sir and I will talk to him talk to y'all later on do the same time tomorrow same place see you then see another load of smart pills has been distributed and I'm slap worn out so I'll just say so long neighbors get me out of here Percy